Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. And in this one, we are going to be talking about a lot of the news that came out. Halo Infinite release date and why it looks like there's going to be less Master Chief focus in the next game based on a trailer they released. We will be talking about that throughout the stream, but if you want to use the timestamps below, this is a live stream and you might be watching the past broadcast. Horizon Forbidden West also revealed their release date, pushing it out of 2021, but announcing that Horizon Zero Dawn was getting an enhanced update with 60 FPS, and we have that over on gaming if you're interested in what it looks like. Lastly, the New World Open Beta dates have arrived, and the details about how long you'll be able to play it, and will your progress transfer over. So if you're looking for those segments, they are listed below in the description if you want to use that and you want to click on those timestamps if you missed the live stream. If you like a live podcast that discusses video games and gaming news and is safe for work, make sure and hit the subscribe button and the bell button. We do this show Monday through Friday, and then in the afternoons, we do gameplay. This afternoon, we will be checking out Splitgate Season 0 that was announced also yesterday during Gamescom opening night, and we wanted to make sure to check that out for you guys. It was also the winning vote for Throwdown Thursday. If you're a Tier 2 member or above, you can take part in video game voting, and we do that in the Discord. So, we are going to always sort of give you a frame of reference for what we did the previous day. And the reason I like to do that is I want you to know that every day we're covering so many different topics that you can show up and really dictate the flow. So yesterday we talked about making sense of the madness with Activision Blizzard. I did put a little debrief at the beginning of that stream. It's maybe two minutes long about why I just will no longer be really entertaining Destiny subjects or topics. I already established that I wouldn't be covering the game, but people still seem to come back and forget that because, you know, the big Witch Queen news and the season. So if you want to see that little debrief, it's in that stream. We checked out Psychonauts 2 for an hour, and uh, my conclusion on that game was fans of the franchise are going to be thrilled. It seems to be very faithful to the tone and the style, uh, and it was a good game. I thought that the combat and the mechanics were entertaining and were fun. However, if you're unfamiliar with the franchise, it might feel a little dated. They do a very large amount of cutscenes. It's pretty disruptive in the beginning. It has an older game feel. Even though it does look and play and feel very good, the flow and the pacing in the beginning was a little awkward. So I'm not going to give it bad marks. I would say what they set out to do, it's a solid 8, you know, 7 or 8 out of 10 easy for fans of the franchise. It'll probably land closer to an 8 or a 9, but... If you're new to the franchise, you may want to watch that. Apparently, there is a recap at the beginning of the game that I've somehow missed. I didn't skip through cutscenes. I don't do that. Whenever I try out a game for the first time, and we miss sort of a recap. So I wasn't really sure what was going on. If you go into the settings, it might not, no, it's not settings, it's extras. You go into extras, there is a previously on Psychonauts video you can watch If maybe the same thing happened to you, maybe you didn't see it. Then we covered Gamescom opening night, and that was actually a pretty good stream. I felt there were some pretty good announcements, and some really good-looking games were shown during that, and so we enjoyed that. So if you missed that, you can go watch that. That's not showing up on the main page. I don't understand why this happens, but these companies use music that then gets flagged, and then the video can't show in certain countries. 
I have no idea why big corporations that are in live streaming on YouTube still haven't figured out that they should be using copyright-free music. Some of it came from the trailers. Again, I don't know why you would put music in your trailer that is going to get flagged and claimed and then not be distributed in certain countries. Like, some of these companies need, like, a, a YouTube liaison or, like, an ambassador or somebody to say, hey... You're going to murder your video's reach by using this song. Why don't you use a different song? So it's a little frustrating every time we cover one of these events. We have to go through this because I can't control what music they're throwing in their trailers. So bit of a bummer that that video didn't do very well because of that. Like it just after we were done streaming, it just kind of sat there, which is understandable because it's, it's literally being you know, choked, essentially. Uh, We tried something a little bit different with the thumbnail. Uh, I love our thumbnail style, by the way, and so we're going to continue to use that thumbnail style uh, with, like, the arrows, and we just feel like it has, like, a really good feel. But we really wanted to establish and brand the show as a podcast. Like, that's what you're tuning into, and we're not just covering one subject. So when you see these old thumbnails, you know, anti-cheat finally, or Halo Infinite launching incomplete. That's not the only thing that we're talking about. We try to cover a variety of topics, so we're going to try this one with imagery. It's a bit of a mixture of what I liked from mine and what Creature liked from his. We kind of collaborated on this, and then it's going to include me in the thumbnail, because that's the show. I mean, me sitting here and talking, it, that's it. That's what you're tuning in for. So we're, we're trying something new there. So obviously... We don't think that's going to suddenly make the show more popular, but we do think it'll attract the type of audience members that are looking for what we do here, you know, a live Q&A show sort of driven by discussion as well as the members. I mean, you guys are the ones that can submit the questions and uh, and can and can get those on the screen anytime that you want. I look so much white, like so much whiter compared to the thumbnail. I, the lighting is different today and I can't figure out what I did differently but maybe it's because the shirt is so, so dark. But man, my wife took such a good shot of me. And then you tune in and I look like a vampire. Like, I don't usually get that self-conscious about my skin tone. I'm a light-complected guy, but I look like I look like a ghost right now. Uh, if you scroll down on the main page, all of our other channels are down here. And this is where you can get different types of content. So if you are more you know, likely to watch shorter videos or you're just looking for something quick... SNTR Gaming is great if you're interested in maybe something that I voted on. Uh, Mortal Shell was going to be on this channel, but we had some technical difficulties that day, so the 30-minute went over there. Then I did 30 minutes of War of Wakanda, and then yesterday I wanted to make sure people could see the Horizon Zero Dawn 60fps PS5 update, so I did a little quick 15. I was going to do a Sea of Thieves guide on how to get the Borderlands ship, but I had so much trouble last night after 45 minutes, I just I couldn't find the skelly men to shoot or whatever. I had to scrap the video. I didn't have time to edit out all the problems that I was having. But I have learned that I can press the pause button on a recording, get to where I want to get, and then unpause it. That's a feature in OBS that was disabled, and I didn't know that. I forgot you could do that in OBS. I hadn't done it in ages. So that's a great channel for that if you want to support that channel. That's also where myself and Hilly stream on Friday nights over there on SNTR Gaming. SNTR Updates uh, has slowed down a little bit, and we're not really sure if it's just because the news is slowing down or what, but if you guys support that channel, we greatly appreciate it. Lots of just very, very quick four-minute videos 
and news. Um, our theory is that this channel updates and the channel you're on right now are so rooted in Destiny that whenever there's a new season and new stuff comes and we're not covering it, we get a lot of negative interaction because people are like, oh, I thought he'd be covering Destiny, and then that's not good for the channel. So we always kind of have to weather the storm of like a week of Destiny new stuff and announcements and content, and a lot of you are playing and not coming to the channel. I know, it's fine, but we're just kind of having to weather that storm right now, so some of the channels are slowing down a little bit. SNTR Shorts is designed to be shorts, a big thing that YouTube has been investing in and promoting, and so there's not any new ones over there right now, and you can help with that. You can actually make sure you're using the clip feature below if something funny happens, if you really like a rant, or a bit that I do, I just randomly go into voices and stuff, or something that funny happens in a game, hit that clip button below, like little scissors, and throw that in the Discord. There's a stream clips room over there, and you guys can use that room uh, to submit your clips, and then they get featured on the Shorts channel. So we'll make sure and shout you out. We always say, hey, you know, thanks or whatever, and we we, we say something in the Discord. So make sure and get those clips submitted uh, if you've if you've got some good ones, if you don't hang out in the Discord, leave it as a comment. You'd be like, "Hey, I got a good clip," and like leave it as a comment on the video, and we can use that as well. That would be just as helpful. Down here in the corner are commands that can help support me. Whether you still use Twitter or not, or the shirt that I'm wearing. If you like GI Joe, if you like old '80s cartoons, this comes from '80s Tees. You can use that shirt command right on time. And head on over there, make sure and use code LONO for 30% off, and when you do that, it does support me. Back here on the wall are disc plates, they're like metal posters, they hang on the wall, they're super easy to swap out, to install, to have different ones, so I've swapped them out today, I have Dark Souls, and then that's Death Stranding, it's not the greatest print for the lighting in here, but it does look really nice if you were in like a normal lit room, but with the lights and the blue, it kind of washes it out. But I thought, let's throw that one up there just to give people a little bit of a different style of one of the ones they sent to me. So video games, movies, anything you could think of is over there. The tip command goes directly through the SNTR network. If you'd rather do that instead of Super Chat, that is an option you can do. And then the coffee command, we do have our dark roast now, nice red label. It pairs really well with the light roast. A lot of people are buying one of each. Use that coffee command, get your orders in. My wife has been awesome. Her and the kiddos are shipping this stuff pronto, super fast. You order it, we print the label usually within 24 to 48 hours, so you're getting an email with tracking, and then another day or two, and it's at your door. I mean, most coffee places are not that quick. I remember when I was ordering it from the previous place that I worked with, it would sometimes take a week and a half to almost two full weeks to get my order. We're getting stuff to you in just a couple of days. We live in a great hub for that. Louisville, Kentucky is a really, really good hub for deliveries. Control Freaks as well. Anytime you see a command down there, feel free to use it. Support me by using my code, my link, my whatever. Display, you do have to use the link. We put that in the description below once the stream is over. During the stream, you got to use the chat command. And when you use that link, it gives you a really nice discount. uh, And it does support me. So... We got a lot to do today. We're not doing a three-stream day. I don't have an upload for gaming because we wanted to get the Horizon uh, Zero Dawn video uploaded as soon as possible. So I don't have an upload over there today because the upload basically hit early. Uh, 
and you know we got a lot of topics if you want to drive the conversation uh, the folks that are members a lot of you guys aren't submitting questions you're just putting your questions in the chat we love to get those up on screen it's a feature that you, you get as a member like you're you it's something that's a perk that you have so remember you can use the question command it doesn't even necessarily need to be a question forget the days of old where like Lona was really strict about that's not really a question you can just throw up a comment you know hey this is what I think and it shows up on the screen alright so we maybe could move away from the idea of like well you need to submit a question that's kind of old school this is more about like a featured comment if you want your comments showing up whatever we're talking about you can drive the conversation that way and that's a great way to showcase a feature that we do on the show that is unique most channels will only read your question or your comment if you do like a super chat this is something you can do all throughout the stream all month as long as you're a member so we appreciate tier one members and above all can take advantage of that tier two and up can do video game voting and a lot of people have upgraded to tier two so be sure to use the discord if you're at that level so we got we we got a great day ahead of us. Smash the like button, get us to our first 100 likes, get the chat going. I'll be live on the mic in just a second. Hopefully, I can figure out the camera so I won't be so uh, so pasty. All right, I'll see you guys in just a second. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here and smashing the like button. Already 100 likes, already over 200 people here. You guys are the absolute best, man. Strong starts and a great turnout. People already submitting questions as members. Thank you, Bada, for doing that. If you change the left light to red, does it help with the death straining plate? I don't know. I don't think so. No, it's so weird. It's such a weird disc plate. Um, if you do it, you see, it just like absorbs whatever you hit it with. It's like it's like a mysterious. Uh, it's like a mysterious, it has a mysterious power, you know, I, it's really, really odd, uh, the way that one turned out. Truth be told, it's not the greatest, it's not the greatest, uh, disc plate for what we do. It, like I said, if you put this in like a normal room with normal lighting, it would look just fine. Um, red is better. I just don't like the red. It's too, it's too stark. It's, it's way too strong of a uh of a of a of a color it, it looks almost like it's like hard on the eyes um so let us i forgot to update the shirt command this is obviously not a he-man shirt this is a cobra commander uh shirt and i'll give you the link to their their 80s cartoons collection there we go if you use the shirt command it'll take you over to the 80s cartoons collection on 80s tees and Man, we got a we got a lot to cover today. A lot of things happened. We got official release dates for some of the biggest games that we've been waiting for: Halo Infinite, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, and and New World. We've got a lot of really really good information for you, so that if you you know if you're curious about all that stuff, you're gonna get it all today during the the discussion and i i think the the lead thing i want to go with to kind of maybe just see what you guys think is do you think master chief's on his way out i'm actually gonna we're gonna pose it as a poll question uh halo infinite is master chief on his way out yes or no because that trailer to me just really continued to emphasize 
that your Spartan is the focus, that the Spartans are going to become the focus. Master Chief's going to take, I, I think he's going to take a back seat. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Appreciate you very, very much, sir. So I'm curious what you guys think. Like, do you think that that is, that, that that's what they're going to be doing? Because that's my theory. My theory is that they're going to get you super invested in your Spartan with with the customization. Uh, Joseph Staten has even stated that future story missions that come out, you will play those missions as your Spartan. So that, to me, is an indication that you might not be playing as Master Chief uh, as the seasons go on. Um, so I was here yesterday, but my question wasn't directed to Lono reading comprehension. Oh, who were you talking to then? I don't, I didn't see who you were talking to. There's a benefit to a character story coming to a close. Let them rest. What are the displates? Yeah, this one's kind of funky. It is uh, death stranding. It's a Death Stranding one, so it's just like him standing at the bottom and like the outset. It looks really, really good in a, um, it looks really, really good in a normal lit room. The way we light it up, it doesn't work as well. And then that is Dark Souls. That was a multiplayer trailer. You have to understand, though. You have to understand that not only has been a really big focus of the multiplayer, but again, Joseph, Joseph Staten has indicated that you are going to be playing the 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 future the future DLCs you're going to be playing them as as your Spartan. What happened to my mouse here? There we go. It, like it wasn't synced up. My little wireless mouse. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to set it up on the desk here so that it, it can charge. Uh, so. To me, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I think their goal, I think their goal, yeah, the, the trailer had a very Guardian feel, a very Destiny feel, like, your Spartan is going to become your focus, it's going to become your catalyst for engaging in story content, it's going to become your catalyst for, you know, the, 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 the future seasons you will not be playing as Master Chief, that's, that's my theory, and that's what the poll question is about. Sorry, I was move. I've, I've moved some of my lights this morning. Do you think they want to make Halo into a Destiny game? I I think their goal is not to be like Destiny in in what you're doing, right? I don't think so. But I think they want that commitment. They want you to be heavily invested in your character. You know, they talked about being a Spartan, not the. Spartan. And again, the trailer yesterday pairs really, really well with things Joseph Staten has said in the past. In the past, he's indicated that the that the future content and stories, you will be embarking on those stories with your Spartan. You're not going to be playing as Master Chief. Now, he didn't come out and say that directly, but he all but said that that is what they're going to be doing. Like, your Spartan is basically going to take front and center. I can't get my hair right today. It's getting too long. Your Spartan is going to be taking the front and center, you know, stage of, uh, of, of, of the stories. 
Brace yourself, Halo fans. Res tokens incoming. Well, that's not something that Joseph Staten had any influence on. Joseph Staten was up attached to Destiny well before that happened. You're, that's Blackburn. That, that's that's not Staten. That makes sense. Chief has his own story, and your Spartan exists in the world. So why not have your Spartan do the story missions? Well, and and not only that, like. I think the other piece of this is the little AI, right? The little AI where you can like customize it in your voice. I think they're going to let you pick Master Chief as a voice. I think they're going to get to the point where he becomes like an AI. That's how they're going to canonize him. That's how they're going to immortalize him in the franchise. Is that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to be like, "Well, yeah, here Master Chief's over here now. You're not playing as Master Chief. He's in the game. His voice is still present, but he's not a major factor. He's not a major character. I don't think you could do a 10-year Halo Infinite storyline campaign evolving sort of narrative. I don't think you can do that with Master Chief. You know? I, I know it's it's bold, okay? I know it's bold for them to say we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of put him out to pasture very slowly it's not gonna be dramatic they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna kill him I think he's going to the, the the situation with Cortana likely will escalate he'll have to put himself into an AI somehow to fight her and then he'll get stuck in there um or something of that to that effect you know what I mean Master Chief voice actor is getting old so it makes sense that they will focus on new characters but Master Chief will still be in the story in the game here and there. And if they have him record enough voice lines, he'll be immortalized in the game. He'll be there. He'll you'll have his voice for, you know, the the the, the gameplay and the and the and the 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 when you're playing through the the PVP, you know, the callouts and stuff. They get 3 to 5 years with Chief. Maybe, maybe Mo again, I I think their goal, okay, I think their goal is to get you invested in your character. I think that they've done their own sort of market research. They think that the more somebody is invested in their character, the more likely that they're going to come back, the more likely that they're going to buy customization and cosmetics. Why? Because it's your Spartan, all right? Putting a cosmetic on Master Chief, why? I mean, it's Master Chief. That's That would be like playing as... A main character in another game and then like they have different outfits but you don't necessarily like get that into it you know what I mean whenever I play Tomb Raider she has different outfits and we obviously like to choose the one where she looks like the coolest or the toughest or whatever but I- I'm not customizing her as my character if that makes sense I don't have that attachment in in that in that way Right, he could be like an NPC in a social hub where you might go up to him and he becomes, you know, the the chief of operations for the Spartans or something. I don't know. That sounds very, like, clinical and corporate. But you you could get into a realm where it would be... It would be more like that. I'm, I'm actually going to scroll down to James's question. Let's get his question up on the screen here. You think Master Chief will be in the campaign, but your Spartan will be the main focus in the story. I believe the ongoing story is going to get handed off to your Spartan. I think that they've all but claimed this blanketedly. They, 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 I don't think they're trying to hide the fact 
that that is their plan. They've made statements, they've done interviews where that is specifically how they have stated it, right? I think your statement about feeling more invested in your character is very true for longevity and re-engagement. Right, that that I think is the key here, is that if, they, if they're looking at how players play games and get invested, they don't necessarily get invested in a main character. I mean, they do... They do, don't get me wrong, but that's not... I I just don't think it's the same. I I don't think it's the same. Is there a dark mode for Google Documents? Man, oh man, I would love to make this outer border. It is so horrible and bright, and you can see it in my glasses. Um, I wish there there was a way. Does anybody know? We use Google Docs. That's how I display the questions on the monitor in front of me, and it's just so bright. No, there's not. Dad gum. Um, we do our own. Thanks, Mama. We do our own dark mode. We make the the actual spreadsheet, you know, gray and black with white lettering. Uh, also, it depends on the way the story is told. If it's a static character, Chrome extension. I have a Chrome extension that we used to use, and I think I've turned it off. Yeah, I don't even have, I don't even use it anymore. Problem with the Chrome extension is it would mess with the spreadsheet colors, and we don't want to do that. <clears throat> Sounds like someone needs their Rageless Roast. Yes, Die Bear ordered some Rageless Roast during the intro. Thank you for doing that, Die. She ordered a, uh, a dark roast and a light roast, so we greatly appreciate everybody who's been doing that. My wife's been, my wife and the kiddos have been shipping them and uh, making sure you get them really, really quickly. The, the label and the tracking, you get that within like 24 to 48 hours, and then it's, it's at your house another couple days after that. It's very, very quick and delicious. The Dark Roast is the same base flavor, same balanced acidity. It's just been roasted longer, so it's a more full-bodied coffee, uh, but it still has the bold finish and balanced acidity as opposed to the smooth finish and the balanced acidity in the Light Roast. So, uh, when are the K-Cups coming? There's no reason to do K-Cups because you can buy reusable K-Cups on Amazon. It's going to save you money. It's better for the environment, and then you can buy whatever coffee that you want so I'm excited I'm finally getting to share uh, a bag this weekend friends and I are doing a weekend getaway oh I'll be interested to see what they think fuzzy I had somebody say he showed the car he gave the coffee uh, to um, he gave the coffee to some like coffee snobs and that they said that it was very very good they thought that we weren't charging enough and I was like you guys need to hear that man you're getting top shelf coffee for like a really really good price Rageous Roast Instant Coffee, when? Yeah, never, never. Um, it never ceases to amaze me that every time we bring up the coffee and I'm like, yeah, my wife and my kids make sure and send it to you, somebody always makes a child labor joke, like, without fail. I didn't think that that was, like, such a common joke that people would make, but, like, every time, they're like, oh, yeah, you gotta get that child labor. It's like, without fail. It's it's. I think it surprised me. I've been re-watching comedians in cars getting coffee so like I'm more aware of like the types of jokes that people tell and like the callback jokes that people tell and that one that one to me surprises me it's like every time somebody will make the child labor joke real question is when are we getting a cold brew it, it does it does a cold brew you don't you, it, 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 it brews you can do a cold brew of it people have done it and they think it's great 
it's part of the show, right, Mo? That's right. It's like part of the show now. It's part of the act. Uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, where's Radical? I haven't been able to make fun of her uh, for coping over the Horizon for Be- Forbidden West delay a few months ago. Well, here's the thing. To me, Wheezy, February tells me they were actually really close to getting it this year. I do. I think they were close. I, I honestly do. And I feel bad for the developers. That's another one of the things that we're talking about this morning. Uh, and, and, and Radical has a, a well-timed question here. It says, Does Forbidden West launching in February benefit it or Halo more? Let the record show I'm fine with the delay, by the way. I am fine with the delay because of the fact that the people that work there, I don't want them having a terrible runway to what we hope is an amazing sequel, right? I I don't want that. Who wants that? No one wants to be like, yeah, I want the people working on this to be miserable so that I can get it, you know, in December. I was sad for for them that if it could have landed in November, it would have had less competition for video game awards, gotten more accolades, gotten more praise, and we all know the sales would be higher, right? We all know that the sales would be higher because when you get this, when you get to do that, when you get to land in a holiday bracket, especially when there's not a lot going on, then you're going to do so, so well. They have to know that in February, they're going to sell less. They just are. The only reason they'll probably be okay and still sell incredibly well is it'll still be on the tail end of a gaming drought. It will also be on a platform that is super hungry for new games. Both the PlayStation 4 and 5, if you add up the total number of consoles in circulation, that's a lot of dadgum people that are going to be like, man, we finally have a sequel, or we finally have. So it will probably still sell incredibly well, but it's a bummer because it's like we all know holiday sales are so good. They're so strong. And to see that happen, I was really, really bummed for them. So will it benefit it or Halo more? I think it's really going to benefit Halo. Halo is now basically the only dog on the block. I mean, there's not that much coming out holiday season. And so they're going to be in a, a, a particularly beneficial position to say like we're like the one game coming out now there are some other games there's Kena Bridge of Spirits next month there's some stuff in September but boy oh boy once you get to November man that, that there is it's Call of Duty and Halo like that's it it's almost like the days of old where you would get to like the end of the year and the uh, I'm trying to lower the microphone it's like right there in the in the in the displays path this is this is like the days of old where it would be Halo and, and, and Call of Duty duking it out at the end of a year. I mean, this this feels like a step back, a blast from the past. We've got a, a World War II Call of Duty launching and a Halo. You know, it, it doesn't it feels like we're taking we're taking a step back in time to a certain extent. Anyone else extremely pumped for that Ninja Turtles game? Oh, I love that they're not trying to dress it up and make it look really cool. You know, they're just like, no, it looks like Turtles in Time from Super Nintendo. Like, that's the art style that we went with. You know, they didn't they didn't try. They didn't try to wow anybody. You know, they didn't. And there were, there were some other announcements yesterday. Bada leaning in on one of them here. Lono, will you be playing... Oh, I'm sorry. Planning to jump in to the New World Open Beta at all? Or are you going to wait 
for launch. Oh, you better believe we'll be jumping in on the beta. I really, really liked New World. I think New World has a lot of potential. I do. I, I think, I think initially, it will probably suffer from. If if, if I'm going to make some predictions about New World, let let me let me give you a quick one here. I think in the first month they're going to go through what so many of those games go through people are going to exhaust the living snot out of the game and the real question will be what do they have planned for months two three four and beyond right can you have events pvp oriented things or stuff to bring people back like why if, if you've gotten to the point where you're like i've done everything because mmo players are going to do that they're going to get this game and they are going to do literally everything that there is to do if that happens then the the real question will be what gets them to come back what is the long-term plan for month two three and four seasonal events PvP, these sorts of things that's going to be the true metal the true test of that game's longevity and metal is is going to be, can you rally people to come back is that going to be possible, you know so I, I just, I don't I don't think so once the Netherlands went back into lockdown a couple months ago, the delay was inevitable they were in the final stretches and not being in the office likely killed momentum yeah, like I said, I think they were really, really close because it's only a couple of months. And that, that to me, stay, that's like, okay, they had to be really, really good. The Horizon Zero Dawn 60 FPS patch is so good. Make sure and support that video over there on gaming. I tried to get it up as fast as I possibly could. Uh, we wanted to get that video up and, and running to show that off. Obviously, like, man, what a great uptick for that game. I swear they did something with the lighting and the reflections, but apparently they didn't. I, I don't know. It could just be that when a game cleans up with its frames, it just looks better. You know, it was like my it was like my eyes were playing tricks on me. I think if they can prioritize porting New World to consoles, that would be massive win with the constant content. You want to know what they're going to do, Bada? I'm going to tell you what, what they're going to do right now. They're going to spend a year figuring out the content cycle and the, and the community behavior, and then they're going to pull a Black Desert Online. That's what they're going to do. They're going to pull a Black Desert Online. They're going to get insanely popular. They're going to have tons of people playing, and then they're going to push it out on consoles, and then console players are going to get everything. You're going to get beginning to end, all the extra stuff, if there's extra areas, missions, quests, dungeons, bosses, whatever, right? At some point yesterday, I stopped getting notifications from your channel. It's possible that that video got flagged because we almost instantly got hit on the, when we covered the Gamescom opening night, there was music that I think it almost instantly got hit. And that might affect noties, notifications. It affected where the video's even showing up. Like some countries, it's not even showing up. So if you're, if you're wanting notifications on this channel, you can uncheck the bell button and then recheck it and set it to all. That usually is the key if for whatever reason you're getting inconsistent alerts. People seem to be getting alerted more consistently now. So we've been getting good feedback from you guys that like, oh, hey, redirect is working. And oh, hey, I'm getting notified. So I feel bad, says Wheezy. I won't even be getting Horizon Forbidden West at launch because of the window it launches. I'll probably end up playing it in May or something. 
You know, you know why I'm saying this, Wheezy. I am thrilled that February is getting a lot of games shoved into it because it's going to make things really good for me. Like it'll be so much easier uh, to 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 just do other stuff. You know, it'll be really really good. I was I was kind of grinning ear to ear yesterday. I was like, oh, that is perfect timing for us. We'll be able to jump into Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, what was that one? Z- Zifu, the fighting one. Oh, that one looked really really good. There's a lot of stuff going to be landing in February, and that's going to be, I think, uh, helpful for me. Selfish much? After this year, Mo, I'm allowed to be a little bit selfish when it comes to that kind of crap. You should see that. You should see what. <laughs> you should see what I see. You should sit on this side of the desk. <laughs> you know, how much does music affect live streams? It's terrible. It, it's it's truly terrible. I don't understand. Like, who sits down in 2021 and is like what music should we pick for our trailer? And they're like, I've got an idea. Let's use copyrighted music. Why would you do that? Anytime that trailer shows up in a press conference, a co-stream, commentary, whatever, it's getting dinged. It's getting seen less. It's getting less exposure. Wake Wake the frick up. If you're making a trailer for your game in 2021 with copyrighted music, you're stupid. You are automatically hurting that video's reach and exposure because no one wants to cover it, throw it in their video, or feature it. Now, they might show highlights and stuff, but like you are automatically limiting the video's reach. It, it frustrates the ever-living fire out of me. It's like, here I am covering your live event using my platform to promote your stuff and you're too stupid to use copyright free music so then I get 18 emails at the end of a stream and then your video doesn't even get seen it's like well yeah you get, we can't show it in this country now it's like what on earth just use copyrighted free mu- copyright free music just move away from all this stuff Maybe just start working with the labels. Like, all those songs should be whitelisted. They should be totally clear and fr- free and clear for usage. It's so dumb. It's, it's, it frustrates me very, very... As, as a live broadcaster, as someone who covers live events and gaming, it's like, what are you guys doing? Why do you keep doing this? I loved when... This is my favorite. Microsoft is like, we have made assurances that all of the music contained in our broadcast should not cause any problems for you. I end my stream covering the Microsoft event, and I got three emails. Hoot, hoot, hoot. Yep, no, yeah, can't use that. Can't use that. It's like, wow, you guys did a bang-up job. You did. You really did a bang-up job. Thank you so much. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Yo, what's good, Gritter? Copyright music appeals to gamers and non-gamers alike. No, I get why they do it. I do. I understand. The question is, why are the labels and the companies not working together, you know, to, to ensure that that doesn't happen? Your whole Gamescom stream got instantly blocked in Spain. Yeah, I told Creature, I was like, I got half a mind to delete the video, but that you don't want to do that as a YouTuber. I was like, I got half a mind to delete the video out of spite. Be like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Yo, what's good, Hellfire? It's just, it's, I don't know. Somehow, Asmongold plays things like Queen Run DMC and other big name bands every day at the beginning of a stream on Purple. I wonder how he doesn't get hit with copyright. He is literally dancing over fire. I don't know why he would do that. I really, really don't. Because if a record label comes for his channel, Purple can't protect him because it's not up to Purple. It's a legal thing. It's it's literal law. Like, it's a legal... 
it's a legal proceeding if 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 a record label says bam hit that channel purple can't protect him the only thing purple was doing is muting to protect themselves mainly but there is already technology that's that can listen to a live stream for copyrighted music there it's already being developed so you could literally be watching an Asmund Gold stream and he's he's 60 seconds into his broadcast and he's got like you're saying if 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 you're if you're if you're being accurate and he's got Queen and Run DMC playing come on he may have bought that intro i mean if he paid is it a full song? I, there is no way he paid for the rights to play an entire Queen song I, I, or, or run DMC. I mean, if it was like a lesser known band, maybe, but we're talking about two of the most well-known artists in their field. Come on. I, he doesn't care about that. He lets people use his footage and he's not getting paid. He's a different cat. Not caring about it doesn't mean that he can't completely get his entire channel shut down by a DMCA because it's not... It has... <laughs> It has nothing to do with caring. It's a legal thing. Let's be like, well, he doesn't care. He just, you know, he just drives 150 miles an hour with no seatbelt on. It was like, well, eventually that's going to that's going to cause a problem for you. You can not care all you want, but you can't stop a DMCA if it comes for you. Like Purple's tried to warn people about that. They're like, we can't help. It's not up to us. It's immediate and severe. Boom, the channel's gone. Surely they already know, and if they know, why would they wait until now to hit his channel? Brutal, I don't understand why they do it and when they do it. It's up to the record label, because Purple got hit by, like, a couple thousand in one weekend, and then, you know, it calmed down, and then it happened again a couple months later. Jake plays top 40 music all stream long. I mean, and with respect, that's just incredibly foolish. Like, I, I don't know why you would do that. It doesn't make any sense. Do you, do you does that music add enough value to to risk getting your channel shut down? I mean, people lost their channels. You know what I'm saying? You got to be really, really careful. And then you can't stream. You can't make money. Imagine getting a DMCA right before a big release. Like, you're like, oh man, I can't wait for Halo. I'm a big Halo guy. I pull lots of viewers for Halo. And then you get DMCA'd the day before it comes out. Do you have any idea how unbelievably bad that would be? Like, Logic can't even play his songs on his stream. Because it's automated. A bot hears it and and, and snags it because you can't have real people monitoring this. It doesn't work. Like, if you booted up a stream right now on Purple or over here playing like a Marvel movie, you'd get away with it for a little while because that's harder to catch. And same with music. But the minute the video is no longer live and can be combed over by a bot, it's going to get snagged instantly. Like, it's instantaneous. My stream ends, I set my, I pick up my phone to call Creature, and it's buzzing in my hand. Like, it immediately gets snagged. That's how fast it is. So, it's only a matter of time before somebody playing that kind of music gets hit. I just don't know why you would dance. Why, why are you dancing with the devil, you know? If music does not add quality, it's kind of weird to DMCA. Just my opinion. It's stupid of labels to do it. It's really outdated and archaic. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five years there's significant changes to how that works. You know? 
I, it, 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 I do. I, I think in the next five years, it's gonna, it's you're gonna see change because it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense anymore. It's like it's so outdated. It's like, hey, there was thirty seconds of our song in that video. No, you get no money. What? Like everybody's just moving away from copyrighted stuff, so the music is just not landing on literally the most consumed medium right now is like live streams youtube and podcasts and music's just getting shoved out of those venues because no one wants to deal with the labels like you're you're literally taking your 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 art that is you listen to it and it's not landing on the most listened to platforms in existence like it's just dumb it's so it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. It just doesn't. It, it it's amazing to me that it it's continued. It really is. It is it is so outdated. I, I don't I don't get it at all. I don't get it at all. Um, let's let's pull up a question here. Let's loop things back here. Ready? Here we go. We got one from Eternal Darkness. I'm all but ready for Master Chief to have his long deserved retirement. I just hope they pass the baton the correct way. And give the respect John one one seven deserves. I would imagine. I would imagine that they. They uh, to Spider Face. That's right. <laughs> Cut off your nose to Spider Face. I would imagine if they if they put him out to pasture, that it will be done in a way that is like I said. They're gonna want to have him almost canonized and immortalized in the game. They're not just gonna be like, yeah. He, you went on a mission and died, you know, <laughs> like you boot up a new season and you go up to an NPC and they're like, sit down, Spartan. I've got some bad news for you. Master Chief went out on a mission over the weekend and uh, he died. And then they just roll credits. Like, I don't think they're going to do it that abruptly. I think it'll be done in a way that's that's classy, respectful. And I do think they're going to work to have him immortalized in the game. So that way you can always look back or go to a place in the game or, or, or go do something and there and there he will be. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee, a bag of dark and a bag of light roast for Risek 25. Thank you very, very much for ordering some of the Rageless Roast. Appreciate that so, so much. You guys are the absolute best. And if you are here this morning and enjoying the show, hit subscribe, hit that bell button, hit the like button. Consider... Uh, consider becoming a member. If you become a member, you can have your comments, your questions. They don't even have to be questions anymore. They can just be comments, like a featured comment. You can use that question command, and I'll pop it up here on screen. You guys can really dictate what we end up talking about. Uh, Ratchet says, Do you think... I, th- I What is this? God of War 4 will have no loading screen if they make a director's cut for it? Um, I, honestly, I, I, at this point, I don't know if you're going to get director's cuts for any other games I, I, w- I, w- I would worry like Ghost of Tsushima did it Death Stranding did it but in my mind they're not working on another game right now right so they can afford the bandwidth do you see do you see the logic like they're not like Death Stranding and, 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 and Ghost of Tsushima are fairly recent they're recent enough that they're like well let's add on to the game let's do some extra stuff let's do some DLC God of War Ragnarok is in development so I, you know, I, the perfect example is Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn. Do you see? Horizon Zero Dawn got a simple f- frames per second update on on PS5. It's not getting a director's cut. It already got DLC, but it's not getting a director's cut. 
what is it getting? I mean, it's getting a free update that, that literally just ups the frames. That's all it did. Nothing. Nothing else. The animations of the characters' faces are still really bad. I, I went and checked that. I tested, I tested a handful of things in my video. And that's why you're getting that. God of War Ragnarok is in development right now, and God of War already got an update. It runs 4K checkerboard, 60 frames per second, and it looks beautiful. I can't see them going back and being like, well, now we need to do a director's cut for God of War Ragnarok. I don't. The only thing I would entertain, and this is the, I, this, this could be a possibility for God of War, is they could do like a very light, very small DLC to transition from the, the one game to the next to really drive sales. Hey, we're pushing out a free update for God of War. It's going to be like a little side mission thing that you go do and like you can go play and it's going to really set the stage for the next game. Outside of that, I can't see them doing doing anything like that. I really, really don't. I was excited to see Horizon Zero Dawn update. I bought it two years ago and couldn't take the 30 FPS. Frugal, we played it a couple of months ago or maybe a month ago when they made the Horizon Forbidden West debut. We went and played Horizon Zero Dawn to show it off on the PS5 and it was really hard for me to play. It really, really was. I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was, It's like watching a slideshow. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like the game is skipping. It's like you're spinning on a circle and it's just skipping. It's just like skip, 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 skip. I mean, it's... And if you're used to 30 frames per second, you don't see it. If you're playing in your living room, you sit back far from the television and you're accustomed to 30 frames per second, then you're like, I don't understand what the big deal is. But boy, oh boy, you, you spend a couple of weeks or a month playing 60 FPS games and higher and you go back to 30 and you're like, what is going on? It looks like the game is running poorly or like there's sludge in the gears. It's like, what is happening? I think the campaign will be relatively short with Master Chief. will eventually lead into Chief leaving the ring and our Spartans taking it over as a replacement for Reach. Moving forward, focusing on our Spartan. Then Halo 6 and onward, it'll be campaign focused. I think your Spartan's going to take over as well. I, I agree with that. Joseph Staten all but said that in an interview. He, he all, he all but said that in an interview. That it, what, what your Spartan, you will take your Spartan out on the new missions and on the new story stuff. You know, thanks. Can't wait to try it. I appreciate you. I'm drinking some of the dark roast right now, man. That dark roast, it just, it hits just right. I'm not a big dark roast guy, but that dark roast is just so, so good. So smooth. And it's just got just the right amount of boldness. Um, I really, really like it. It's like a, it's like a, I was going to, I was going to say something funny, but I couldn't think of a good one. I was going to say it was like a sweet old lady who, who, you know, but it's not. I was gonna say it's just the right amount of boldness, and then I couldn't. I couldn't come up with the punchline. You know, it's just the right amount of boldness. <laughs> it's not quite Karen level of boldness. You know, it's just the right amount of boldness. Like a polite person who asks for their soup to be taken back. You know, it's not quite hot enough. Can you? You know, you're bold enough to make that request, but you're not full Karen. You know. Is Bill Maher your cousin or something? No. Why would you think that? I'm not. I would, I, 
is there anything I do or say that makes you think of Bill Maher? What? Uh, you're going to like the way it tastes. That's right. I guarantee it. Uh, there is one way I can see Master Chief staying around. Remember RoboCop? That's the idea. Yeah, it's Betty White Bowl. That's right. It's right. Like, Betty White can get just bold enough, right? It can just get bold enough. Oh, yeah. I am so sorry that my button on my disc, my, my Elgato didn't work. I am so sorry, Discord. The people trying to listen to the Discord. I hit the F8 button on my Elgato to undeafen, and it didn't undeafen for you guys. I apologize. Will we ever get a face reveal for Master Chief? No, I don't think that they would ever do that. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I watched your Psychonauts 2 gameplay, and it's an interesting game for sure. If you guys are interested in Psychonauts, you can go watch that. I think that's a really, really good showcase of the game. I think I have a pretty balanced response to the game's quality and the things they do that feel a little bit more dated, a little bit more old. Um, I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good sampling. It's a one-hour stream, and you get a really, really good like. This is the game, okay? And it's not a bad game, but I think if you're not a fan of Psychonauts, if you've not played Psychonauts before, it is going to be, I think, more difficult for you to enjoy it. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. I just think it's going to be harder for a new player. If you're new to the franchise, then it's. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be tough. It is. It's gonna be tough. The coffee button is not working. Why, uh, why is the coffee command not working? It's, it, you guys are submitting questions, so Nightbot is working. Um, let me double check and make sure coffee command shows up for me in the dashboard. Um, I don't know if somebody's trying to order. You can always just go to RageousRoast.com, but we obviously want the coffee command to work. Um, It's so weird that Nightbot is accepting questions but not responding to commands. Uh, Let's try another one. Oh, there it is. There it is. He's just a little slow this morning. He he needs some... Nightbot needs some of that Rageous Rose. You know, he needs some of that Rageous Rose. Yo, good morning, Liz. Love the new thumbnail. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. We're trying something with the thumbnail that may... It may get less people here every day because it's not the you know dramatic topic like you know because today i would have done like halo infinite master chief on his way out question mark or something like that and that'll certainly get clicks but it's like we're doing a podcast i'm not doing some little five minute drama video and it's like so we were getting really really good conversion we were meeting people but the problem was is like I don't think it was good. It was like, we're, we're wanting people to be like, hey, that's a podcast when they see the thumbnail. That's what we want. We have a channel for that, okay? We have SNTR updates. If you want quick four-minute videos, we have a channel for that. It's called SNTR updates, okay? That's not what this is. That's not what this channel, or I'm sorry, this channel has those videos when we do gameplay, right? Those thumbnails we'll still use for gameplay, but this is a, this is a podcast. This is a show, and I, I think that uh, we landed on something that I think looks really, really good. Now we'll see on the back end later, you know how well it performed. We'll give it some time, and then we'll kind of maybe revisit and, and think through how can we communicate to somebody browsing YouTube like, oh, that's a podcast. That's a that's a that's a that's a guy just talking <laughs> instead of because. 
so much of YouTube, like, I went through this. I just fixed an ice machine in my refrigerator, and I feel incredibly proud of myself. My wife's like, that must feel pretty good. She's like, I didn't know you were like, you know, Tim the Toolman Taylor. I'm like, if I was like Tim the Toolman Taylor, I would have blown the fridge up trying to make the ice shoot out and come out faster. Like, that's what Tim the Toolman Taylor would have done. In any case, I knew what she meant. Uh, I looked up a video on how to repair an ice maker in a KitchenAid, you know, refrigerator. And I'm not looking for some four-hour-long video of a guy sitting there talking. What am I looking for? A short video that gets to the point. That's what I'm looking for. Like, okay, get to the point, get to the point, get to the point. And so I get that. And we make content for those people. If you're looking for a real quick update on Horizon Forbidden West or Halo Infinite, I record those later in the show, and those hit another channel. And, like, there are people browsing YouTube that'll find those videos and be like, hey, this is great. This is really, really quick. But... You know, did you end up getting the replacement? I did. So what happened was, Eugene, I took the whole thing out and there was ice in and around the motor. And I thought, well, maybe water got in there and just froze up the motor. So we let it thaw out in the sunroom and a lot of water came out from it. So I thought that's maybe that's all we needed. So I put it back in and it wasn't working. So I ordered a new one. I ordered the replacement. And then at 9 o'clock that night, we're sitting, and all of a sudden, we hear ice falling in the fridge. We're like, oh my gosh, you fixed it. My wife's like, you fixed it. It's making ice. So I canceled the order, thinking, oh, wow, it must have just had ice in the motor. And then the next day, I wake up in the morning, and there's no ice. I'm like, this thing sat all night and didn't make ice. I think the motor's just on its way out. It got one last hurrah, like... I'm not dead yet, you know, I'm getting better, and it, like, made some ice so that I wouldn't replace it, and then I was like, no, nah, this thing is dead, and so I ordered the new one, and, uh, the new one came, and it didn't have the, the under-attachment tray to, like, slide it into position, I had to detach that from the old one, and I needed a socket wrench to do that, It was literally like a comedy routine. It was like a comedy bit. I had a socket wrench set, and the one socket was missing that I needed. It was literally like, this socket's too small, this socket's too big, and the one in the middle was missing. I'm like, what are the odds? There's like 20 of them in the socket wrench set, okay? So I'm like, wait a minute. I think I have another one out in the garage that that somebody gave to me let me go check so I go out in the garage and sure enough I open it and it's like oh it's like all the sockets are shiny and in their position I'm like sweet so I take it inside I open it and it's missing the same exact one I'm not kidding you my wife died laughing it's like every socket is there both rows perfectly full in their right position and one is missing and I'm like are you kidding me it wasn't the 10 millimeter it was the one fourth like this whatever this bolt was it was in between a 6 millimeter and a 7 millimeter I don't know why it was in between like 6 couldn't get over top of it and 7 wouldn't turn it it would just spin and then I went and compared, and I was like, oh, this one-fourth is in between. If you, like, look, you can kind of see it with your eyes. Like, this is in between. One-fourth would be in between because there were other ones down below. And the one-fourth was missing in both. Couldn't believe it. So I had, a like, a, a lightning bolt hit me out of nowhere. I was like, wait a minute. 
when I put together the furniture in the sunroom, it came with a nice little handy socket wrench to put everything together. I said, I wonder, right? I really, really wonder what the, you know, what what that size is. I, I have this weird hunch that it'll fit. So we're getting ready to go on a walk. I'm like, babe, let me let me find this thing. So I find it. I find the little black socket wrench that we use to put together the sunroom furniture. And inside of it is an actual screw attachment. So you, I was actually using it to screw things in, but it worked like a socket wrench. And when I took that attachment out, I looked at it and I knew it. I was like, oh, that's the right size. So it literally, the, the, the thing that held the, the screw attachment in position was the right size. It wasn't an attachment for a one-fourth. So I was like, this is it. So I get it. It starts turning. I was like, oh my goodness. And I, I took it apart and then I put it back together. And then I put it on the new one. And then the next day, we had a bunch of ice in the fridge. And I was like, I did it! I was like, I defeated the fridge! It felt really, really good. Fridges use 1 4th, 5 16th, and 3 8 I used to install them. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell that it was a 1 4th. And literally, I have two socket wrench sets, and that's the only missing socket. I was like, someone's messing with me, dude. <laughs> Someone. Someone is messing with me. Hardest part about DIY is finding the tools. The thing that's funny about this is that a simple task is insanely difficult if you don't have the right tool. Taking a screw out, as an example, just you got a screw in the wall and you want to take it out. That is incredibly simple if you have a screwdriver. If you do not have a screwdriver, it goes from being simple to being virtually impossible. Like, there's probably a life lesson there, right? Like, if you approach the situation or whatever it is with the right tools, then something that is seemingly impossible suddenly becomes very simple. But man, oh man, it is super frustrating when you don't have the right tool. Butter knife works. Well, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, these little bolts that were on this stupid ice maker, there was no way I was going to get them out without the appropriate tool. It was impossible. There was no way. It wasn't going to happen. It was too narrow. There was no way to get anything up inside there. It's like, I absolutely need this, or it is never going to happen. So it was the difference between having ice and having literally nothing, just a busted machine. So... Definitely analyze lesson there. But installing ice makers are extremely easy to install with tools. Yeah, once I had the tools, it was a joke. It was like popped it out, popped it back in, and then waited, and then we had ice the next day. It was like, man, this is this is fantastic. This is this is this was so easy. And and I thought it was I actually thought it was gonna be extremely difficult. I thought, man, there's just no way. You look in there and it looks like just a strange piece of machinery. You're like, what is that? It's it's weird. There's nothing worse than having a degraded screw head. Oh, right, and you can't, you can't, it keeps slipping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would watch a Lono DIY channel? That would not be a very good channel, because there's almost nothing that I can do. Like, me replacing an ice maker is probably the peak of my, of my dad repair existence, you know what I mean? 
Most DIY is about having the correct tools. Yeah, I mean, and you can find a video and then you know exactly how to do it. Like if you're trying to replace something in the home, like a lamp, like, uh, like a uh, like a lamp in the ceiling, not a lamp on the ground. Trying to a light fixture, you know. Like my uh, my father-in-law was doing, he installed some ceiling fans for us. And I was watching him do it, and I was like, I could have done this if I just had a video, you know, and the tools. He had a whole, he had a whole tool set with him. So. This talk makes me feel like there should be a DIY simulator game. <laughs> Water Marlin renewing their membership. Thank you so much for doing that. If you guys have never been a member of a channel, you can click the join button or use the join command. You get a badge, you get emotes, increase access in our Discord. You can have your comments and your questions show up on the screen. Whoa, whoa, somebody ordered some coffee. Three people ordering coffee right now. A bag of dark roast to Kodiak. Thank you so much, Kodiak two bags of dark roast to Genks, and then a bag of dark roast to my man Gritter. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel and my family by ordering some coffee. I greatly appreciate it. All the commands down here support me, whether it's the glasses or the disc plates or the shirt. Remember, on disc plate, you have to use that hyperlink in chat, or if you're watching this later, in the description below. And then obviously joining is another great way, so we appreciate it. Make sure and be smashing that like button as well. Lono Rage's DIY uh, tips, how to install a microwave. He did. He installed a microwave for us because it's one of those ones that like hangs underneath um, the the overhang. And there's literally no way I would have been able to do that. It was a nightmare. Like we all had to help. Like my wife was on one side, I was on the other. We would take it down and set it on a box. He had to get the the holes on top, you know, perfectly aligned. It was it was it was not an it was not an easy task. It really really was not. So we have a nightmare job uh, at work called gritter every time you say gritter i have a mini anxiety attack <laughs> there was a character in one of my kids books named gritter and i was like oh it's gritter I, it was uh, it was one of the red wall books it was one of the real early books the third or fourth book had somebody named gritter in it he didn't he died really quickly too i felt bad i was like oh i wonder if this is where gritter's name came from and then like the next chapter he was dead i was like no oh, well not a very great character <laughs> wasn't in the book for very long A good mechanic always has parts left over. <laughs> yeah, you're a good mechanic. I didn't need them all. I did a great job. <laughs> uh, are the pictures behind you a Dark Souls poster and a Bob Ross painting? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an original Bob Ross. No, that's Death Stranding. It just it just doesn't look very good with the light on it. It looks good if you just hang it on a normal wall, but when you have a room lit up like this certain prints and colors just are not going to look very good on the walls. So when we order a new batch and they send me some new ones, I'll be real, real intentional about avoiding bland or more like earthy colors because that's all like browns and like grays. And so it just doesn't pop. You need it to, you need it to pop if it's going to be under lights like that. So if I lit it up with like a white light, you'd be able to see it, but it would look terrible. Like it would not look good on, on stream. It would look nasty. It would be very polarizing. You know what I mean? Um, James says with a, with a submitted question here, based on the poll question, you feel the multiplayer is going to release before the campaign. No, 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 no. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think Halo Infinite is going to, if you guys want to take our poll, by the way, it is in chat. 
Is Master Chief on his way out? Do you think that's happening? We've gotten 389 votes. Let's shoot for 500 votes before it hits an hour. It's at 51 minutes. So if you haven't voted yet, throw your vote on that poll there. Do you think he's on his way out? I got a lot of theories as to why from commentary from Joseph Staten, as well as the trailer yesterday, seeming to focus a whole lot on your Spartan but I don't feel like what James is asking here, I don't think multiplayer is going to launch before the campaign because they have indicated both are launching at the same time. They announced the launch date yesterday, they're coming together the campaign you can buy or play via Game Pass and multiplayer is totally free. So they actually said yesterday both campaign and multiplayer were coming out the same day. Right, and it's, you know, it's funny the way they phrased it, Camille, I, I thought I was like, why would they phrase it that way, you know? Why would they phrase it almost as if, like, was that in doubt? You know, was it in doubt that they weren't going to be coming out at the same time? You know, I, I don't I don't actually know why they phrased it that way. Or were they worried people were thinking what James was thinking? Like, you know, well, maybe they're not, uh, maybe they're not uh, continuing to, to focus on the campaign. Maybe we're going to have to wait for the campaign. And they were like, no, 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 they're both coming out at the, at the, at the same time. Are you going back into Death Stranding when the director's cut is released? Yeah, yeah. Death Stranding, I think, won, or maybe Hades won. It might be a tie. If you guys haven't voted in video game voting, it's there's updated lists. So tier two members and above, please check the Discord and go vote. The votes are a little light on the new on the new one. So I'll make sure we'll we'll ping everybody in Discord again to say, hey, this has all been updated. Come vote. We haven't pinged you guys yet, I don't think. I don't think Creature pinged you with like an at everyone because you're not going to get an at everyone if you're not tier two or above because you can't see those rooms. Um, And then you'll be able to go vote. And I think it was a tie between Death Stranding and Hades. I wanted to go back to Death Stranding all on my own. So I was happy to see it, it, it very close in the running. And then when the director's cut comes out, sure, we'll make sure and play it. I don't know how the director's cut is going to be experienced if you're still very early in the game. Does that make sense? Like, I've not done anything. I went and did, like, one mission, and then we we were done. It was, we, we played for, like, two hours, and I, I went through, like, the very, very basic tutorial and then, like, a very, very basic mission where we went and climbed a hill and brought a package back. You know, people call it the FedEx simulator or the UPS simulator. I don't know why, right? Um, I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's enjoyable, but it is. It's really, really enjoyable. You don't want to restart Death Stranding. I would stay away. It's PS5 only. I don't understand. I don't know what you mean, Eugene. You don't want to restart. Do I- oh, do you think the director's cut? You do? Am I gonna? I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna start at the beginning. Is the co-op campaign going to be different from single player? It seems weird that they wouldn't just add a second spawn for player two or whatever. Well, they answered questions about that, uh, Captain Helmet. They talked about how it was in the new engine, it was more challenging to do it. And so it wasn't to the quality and the stability that they wanted. So they had to delay the co-op campaign. It's not as simple as being like, here's another one. It's PS5 only. You're currently playing PC. Oh, you're right. I Because I bought it a long time ago in Epic, and I played it on... I, uh, oh, wow. Wow. I wonder what that's going to be like when you boot up on PS5 Director's Cut. Is the beginning going to be different or whatever? You'll have to restart. And if I buy it now, 
it's not going to have any of the juicy graphical updates, right? Does it still, I think it runs at 30. Doesn't it run at 30 right now on the PS5? Or did they give it an update to at least run at 60? We could at very least get through the intro again and the, and the, and the, um, get, get through the, the, the tutorial. You know what I mean? As a FedEx driver, Death Stranding is exactly how our days are. <laughs> You're climbing mountains with ropes and delivering packages with dead people. Yep, 30 FPS. Dad gummit. When it, it's like end of next month. Right? It's like end of next month. That's a bummer. That's a real, real big bummer. But you know what? People will be interested in the game at that point in time because of the director's cut. And so there'll probably be demand for like watching somebody from like the very very beginning so between now and then there's no point in us really playing it because i'm just going to get farther on my pc save which is completely and utterly pointless like there's just no reason for it you know it's a solid month away yeah yeah we shouldn't have put that in the running i forgot that that director's cut was only ps5 so we shouldn't have put that in the running we we I I would have assumed that I could get it. I wouldn't have thought that the director's cut is PS5 only. You know, that's a, that seems like a weird... I understand technologically why they might do that, but that does seem kind of strange. Um, you know. Murph Dog with a question. We have Horizon Zero Dawn, Witch Queen, and Halo all coming out in February. Well, no, Halo's coming out uh, in December. Uh, what else is going to be packed into that short short months there there's not um there's not a, a a great list right now that you could you could pull because it is it is a little bit far away sometimes dates are um tentative but there was the sifu game that was it is it called zifu or tifu no zifu um listen push through 30 fps and get to the main area I could do that off stream, right? I could do that off stream, hook it up to my TV and just like push forward. Elden Ring, I'm pretty sure Elden Ring is January. January the 22nd, I want to say, I think for Elden Ring. Um, I actually don't know what what Febu- what else February has. We saw a couple of things uh, yesterday. I can be a tiebreaker and vote for Hades. Yeah, well... Uh, you don't even need to be a tiebreaker. I'll just go in and say, look, it's great that you guys all voted for Death Stranding, but there's no reason for me to proceed on PC. Um, you know, I mean, I guess if it wins, we could stream me playing the very beginning of Death Stranding, but I, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for playing through the director's cut right at the beginning. So brand new players that are taking an interest could be like, oh, this is what the game, this is how the game starts, you know? Play on your TV way back from the screen. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would wonder, though, if they're going to add all that new technology, are they going to have, like, a, a setup for, you know, for that? Yeah. Uh, Sifu, Horizon, Witch Queen, Saints Row, Evil Dead the Game, Vampire the Masquerade, and whatever Blood Bowl 3 is, the King of Fighters and Storyteller. I don't know what those are. So... Yeah, that's a pretty good list. I mean, that we, we'll, we'll have plenty. Oh, what's that one over there? Blue something? I can't see it. I'm about to open it. Um, why is it so zoomed in whenever I open up Discord pictures? Oh, Blue Prince. Yeah, I don't know what Blue Prince is. So. 
we you know we're always trying to feature the new uh, the new games here you know if we can if if it uh, if we feel like it's a good fit if we feel like it's a good uh, you know good good game for me like fighting games you're probably just never gonna see you know what I mean February has Valentine's Day it does it does February has Valentine's Day that's right it has it has uh, it has Valentine's Day for those of you that that care. Um, Here's one from UK Stobbs, and they talked about this yesterday. I guess the beta is now like available for everybody. Um, King of Fighters is a beat 'em up. Oh, I thought it was. It looks like a fighting game. Does Riders Republic hold any interest to you at all? It looks like a lot of fun. Possibly the best type of game since SSX Tricky. The the beta I think they said yesterday is like open to everybody. I should have downloaded it and and put together like a fifteen or a thirty for you guys last night but i i threw away 40 minutes of my time now i did it's it's so unsurprising and it's it's so uh it's it's so cle- it's so cliche that uh that this happened we uh we we try i tried to put together a sea of thieves guide on how to get the borderlands ship last night and it went so terribly wrong I was so angry. <laughs> I wasted 45 minutes trying to make the video. Like, the end of the video, I was tempted just to rage out and upload the video anyway, and it would be, like, funny. Like, man, this guy tried to make a guide, and it just went terribly wrong, and he raged out at the end. You know what I mean? Like, what if it goes viral because of that? I, I was tempted to do it, but I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. Because I was actually in a pretty bad mood after it happened. I went to, like, three or four different islands, and I, I could not find Skellyman. It seems that if you do not have an active quest in that game, you go to islands and there's nothing. You might see snakes, but I could not get the Skellymen to show up. So I was like, oh, fine. So I went and got a quest, and then I went to an island and I found some Skellymen. And I was like, wow, this is pro- this progress this progresses really, really fast. I killed a couple of them in the way that you're supposed to kill them. And I already had out of a hundred ranks that you want to get, I was already like a 15 or a 25 or something. I was like, oh man, I'm going to pause the recording. I'm going to pause the recording and then go to a couple more islands and just show people like, look how fast this is. And then it could be a nice little 10 minute video. I could show off all the stuff too. I could like go back to the island turn all the stuff on that I earned because it was, I mean, it it was going to be really, really uh, really quick. And I was like, can paying members see the video? Tier 2 and up? (laughs) I'll upload it as a members only video over there on gaming. We'll start trying to do that. Maybe like have rage videos over there because man, I was grumpy. I was so mad. And so then I finally and see this is this is the problem with doing the guide the way that I was doing. I don't want to have to edit the video, so I'm pausing the video. A brand new feature that I learned exists in OBS that was disabled because if it if it, if it records with your stream settings, it's like no, you have to you have to tell it to use specific settings and then you can mimic your stream settings, which I don't understand why it wouldn't work if it was importing the stream settings. I can type them in manually, but whatever. If you switch it off of that setting, you can then pause the recording. So I can be like, all right, guys, that's what we're supposed to do. I'm going to go head over there real quick. I'll be right back. And you hit pause. And so the video is literally, hey, we have to go all the way to this island and then blip. All right, we're over here at the island now, right? And so not editing 
I, I was like, this is such a great way to make videos. I might start making videos like this. Like I can pause it, get to where I need to get and kind of show people. Let me, let me showcase all these things they just updated. And then I would like blip, 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 blip and no editing, but a very efficient video. Right. And so I get to like the third or the fourth Island and I was like, dude, it's been 45 minutes. I've got stuff I need to do. I've got to go and make thumbnails. Like I'm getting angry. Right. So I'm like, let me unpause the video and just say, look, I was gonna try and find another another island and blow up some skellymen with the chit with it with the dynamite with the with the barrel of dynamite to see. And as I'm talking, I hear skellymen. I was gonna be like, look, I couldn't find any, so just use the front half of this video as a guide on like just do this very quickly and find skellymen. So the skellymen show up. I'm like, oh, perfect. So I go and I grab the barrel of dynamite. I'm trying to get it into to a position, and I and the, and they kill me. They're shooting they're shooting the snot out of me because I wanted very specifically to get footage of me getting like a bunch of the skellymen with one barrel, and I couldn't do it. So I was like, ah. So it's recording, and I'm annoyed, but I'm like, okay. I was like, that's really annoying. I was like, I'll get back over there, and I'm gonna show you guys for the sake of the video just how much you know progress we can make. And so I get back to the island and there's more of them. So I run to the barrel and I set it down and they like, they won't get near it. So I let them shoot a couple times. And then while they're reloading, I go to grab the barrel and it doesn't work. Like I hit X and it doesn't grab it. I'm like, shoot. So I look down. I know I shouldn't do this, but I look down and grab it and I look up and the timing's off and they shoot the barrel. They kill me. They kill themselves and it doesn't count for my rank. It doesn't give me credit. I could have threw my controller into the ground and just a million pieces. I was so angry. I was like, I literally just wasted 40 minutes of my life. And now I have a terrible video to show for it. And I shut it off. I was so mad. I was so ticked. I was like, so typical. I was like, every time I try to play Sea of Thieves, like this game does everything. It's like, oh, you want to do this thing? Nah, we're not going to let you. Oh, you need Skellymen to show up? You're going to go to like three islands and there'll be no Skellymen. The one island I went to, like the these ghosts were showing up. I was like, where are the Skellymen? It's like every time I play this game with my wife, the Skellymen like would not leave us alone. They keep showing up. They keep chasing us. But the minute I need them to show up for mayhem to get the Borderlands boat, there are no, there are nowhere to be found. I could I could have spit nails. I was so angry. I was talking to my wife about it. She's like, that game is just so frustrating. She's like, that's that's just like the core element of the game is that it it frustrates your efforts to do anything. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to this island. And every time the wind is in your face, I'm like, how? How is that possible? That like, I go, I grab a quest, I throw the quest down, it picks a random island, and it just so happens that I need to sail southeast, and the wind is perfectly coming from the southeast in my face like every time without fail like why why is that a thing in sea of thieves they're like well we want to make sure the gameplay loop lasts a long time so be sure the wind is in the face of the player no matter what they're trying to do oh you sailed all the way out here with the wind in your face and now you're sailing back to where you came from to turn it in yeah well the wind just changed direction and it's in your face again Frick you and your wind, Sea of Thieves. I hate that game. (laughs) I hate it because I want to play it and I want to enjoy it. And they make it impossible to enjoy it. Like, Ashen uh, is a big fan of Dark Souls. 
and he comes in periodically and he's been talking about how much he's enjoying Sea of Thieves and I'm like yeah I, I, I can understand that I can understand that because you like Dark Souls you like being punished right you like being punished so of course you like Sea of Thieves because that's all the game does is punish you it's like what do you want to do today well I'm going to do a couple missions, do a couple quests, and uh, come back and turn them in. It's like, (laughs) no, you're not. You're not going to do any of that. No, no. You're going to get sunk as soon as you leave. You're going to get attacked. You're going (laughs) to... The wind's going to be in your face. You're not You're not going to do any of that. You think you're going to do that stuff? <laughs> get a load of this guy. He thinks he's going to get stuff done in Sea of Thieves. What a joke. Sea of Thieves is appropriately named because it just steals your time and your life. Like, that's what it steals. It's not about the thievery in the game and the pirating. It's the fact that the game steals your life. That is why it's called Sea of Thieves. Is Ashen a masochist? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. Arch Enigma with a question says, due to the success of the New World Closed beta, do you foresee AGS slowing down progression, oh, Amazon Games, for the launch of the game in order to sell more XP boosts in the cash shop and extend the early grind? I actually don't think they're going to they're not going to need to do this for one very simple reason i think their game appeals to casual players and casual players are very very i think they're the most likely in this scenario to be like i don't have time for all this i'm gonna buy a boost right and that i think is totally fine like if somebody just wants to pay for a shortcut that's totally fine. I think the the bigger question with paying for boosts or whatever you want to call them, shortcuts in New World is that New World has PvP just absolutely baked into the crust. It's so much of the experience. It's just it is just laden with it. So much of what you're working on when you when you pick your you pick your guild or whatever there's like the purple, the yellow, and the red. You pick one of those. That determines so much. Map control, the battles, that you know, all the different things that you're doing. And I just, I don't know, you know? No, you must kill boar in the forest, right? It's, to me, it's not an issue with are shortcuts wrong, selling shortcuts wrong. The issue will be... Can you buy those shortcuts and level up so fast that it throws off the balance of the PvP and the map? And the, you know what I'm saying? That's a core element of the game. A core element of New World is battling for map control, flagging for PvP. And if you can battle for map control and flag for PvP with a group of your friends who basically paid to, you paid for a bunch of fast passes, all right? And then you're 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 winning because of that then that's going to be a problem so i'm not sure what role that's going to play in the pvp elements of new world but i don't think to the original question here from arch enigma i don't think they're going to slow progression so that people feel like they have to spend money i call that the squeeze where they squeeze the player it's like man i can't get anything done i'm super invested in this game and I can't get anything accomplished, right? Well, I don't think they're going to need to do that because I think they're appealing to casuals and I think casuals are going to say, 
I can play a couple hours a week. I, I need I need a boost. I need something that's going to make this go faster and be more efficient. You know? Ask a question about Riders rep equals rage about Sea of Thieves. Uh, I assume no interest in Riders. Why did I say... Oh, oh, oh. I said I was going to do... Yeah, I was thinking about doing a 30, a 30 minute of that UK stops. Sorry. <laughs> They're not even related at all. And your question sparked a big rant because I was... I had... I wrote down all these games. I was like, oh, we could do little short videos for all of these. Horizon Zero Dawn, Riders Republic, Splitgate Season Zero, which we're doing this afternoon, Sea of Thieves, and then the Marvel Future Revolution game. You know what I mean? So, if... The thing is, is that recording those videos is really enjoyable, and that's why when you asked that, it made me think of Sea of Thieves, because like, instead of recording a, a video last night and having some content, you know, it was like, oh man, you know, here we, here we go, I just threw all that time away, and I didn't have time to do another one, like, let me download another game and do another video, I was like, I gotta, I gotta go make, uh, I gotta go make thumbnails, so... We weren't able to. We weren't able to get it done. So yeah, I I don't really play those games, Stobs. Like I I just don't. But that game looked like it could be really really fun because they had like the gliders, they had like the goofy you know things you could fly with or drive with. It looked like there was a lot of different ways to play the game. So if you're like, well, I don't really want to do like BMX motocross or skateboarding or snowboarding. But man, those those gliders looked really cool, didn't they? You know, and they were like flying around really, really fast. Um, duh, Riders Republic is fun. Been playing it all week. Yeah, they just said yesterday, and this is why I considered making a video. They're like, oh, the beta is open for everybody now. And I was like, oh, that'd be really fun. You know, jump in, play for 15 or 30 minutes, show people like how quickly can you go snowboarding if you'd rather go snowboarding instead of, you know, you know, BMXing or whatever. Does it does it allow you to do that? Like, it'd be a good video for for folks trying to get into the game. Um so I don't normally play those games either. Yeah, it looked it looked like a game that you could jump in and play, even if it's not really your bag. Psychonauts Two is getting tons of positive reviews. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I I didn't dislike the game. I was enjoying Psychonauts Two, but I was like, there is something incredibly dated about this. There's something. There's just something off. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's going to make it harder for newer players to enjoy it. What was the one that looked like Castle Castle Crashers from Devolver? Yeah, the Rogue. It was something Lamb, Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb is a game that I'll play for an afternoon and then, you know, showcase it and never go back. I, I can't. I, I, I hate rogues because I like rogues. It's, it's so frustrating. What's good, Robert? It's so frustrating. It's like, I love the content loop. I love the graphics, but I don't like the die and go back, die and go back. You know, I don't like it. Nice thumbnail. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're trying something a little bit different specifically with the podcast we'll continue to use the other the other thumbnail for gameplay and short videos because we think they're very very good for that but we really really want this to be uh feeling like a podcast just talk about deku v yet was that was the pokemon game right with like the animals and the crazy fighting uh were you just talking about the game with the weird faces but looked like fun gameplay that game i couldn't believe the graphics i was like what is this game it was like you would go and fight a giant you know furry rhinoceros 
and you'd have another animal with you that you had already captured and like if they if they capture the animal in their little vacuum cleaner I think that it can come fight alongside of you but the combat actually looked really really cool they were like flying around with jetpacks and shooting guns and rockets and all this stuff but then they showed their faces oh we should definitely play that hilly but then they showed their faces and it was like why do they look why do they look like um, Sid from Toy Story and they all looked weird they looked creepy the rest of the game looked phenomenal <laughs> I've been playing the ghost director's cut and the combat is finally starting to click I played the mission for the heavy bow fought the boss and getting it after three tries was awesome the biggest thing that you have to learn to do in ghost of Tsushima is take it as it comes I think my biggest struggle when I first played Ghost of Tsushima is I wanted to play or attack and do different things in my way, and you really can't do that. You have to take it as it comes. So if you go to go to get in a fight and there's three archers, you gotta take it as it comes. You gotta go kill those archers. You may not want to, but you better, you know? Or as they're coming up to you, you got a guy with a shield, you got a guy with a spear, you got a guy with a sword, whatever. You gotta take it as it comes. You gotta be like, alright, who's attacking me? You can't just decide, I wanna get rid of this, I wanna do this, I wanna do this. The only guys you can target and get rid of quickly are archers. And you really, really need to. Because they will ruin your day. They're very frustrating early on. They really, really are. But then you start to learn the sound cue. They go, oh, no, oh, go. They like do some kind of a yell. They do that right before they shoot. So even if you're not looking, all right, and you can see them, when you hear that call out, you know you need to roll on the ground or block. You got to get out of the way. They're literally saying that right before they shoot. They give you they give you a um an audio call out they ruin your streaks i eugene were you watching the day i flipped out about that i earned a streak and i was like don't do it don't do it i knew it there were these two archers and i was like panicking dodging and and he got me and i was like you gotta be kidding me it's so frustrating especially because you know what they're going to do and you attempt to shoot them and another one out of sight will shoot you you're like you it's so irritating so i've gotten to the point where i just go for them first and then after that you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna earn your ghost stance and you're you're not gonna have to worry about getting shot you just as soon as you know there's archers they are their priority one right their priority one suggestion for the channel either this weekend gaming at the top of the week or a weekly wrap-up in gaming could be good. We've been thinking about what that would look like, TK. We've been thinking about what that would look like because we know other people do it, and it tends to go over really, really well. Uh, like a Cliff's Notes recap of the week. Um, I think the struggle with that is that's like a good recorded video that's not necessarily conducive to a bunch of people showing up and talking. You know what I mean? Some are in BS places. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely they definitely are not shy with being cheap with the archers. There are a couple of times they'll really make you rage out. Because for the most part, the combat's very fair. You know when you've made a mistake. The only thing I don't like is in a duel, sometimes your character will get into like a funky position and you're like, what's going on? And then you, and you, get, you lose a bunch of health. I remember fighting the straw hat guy 
and some of the targeting in that got funky and I remember that being a little annoying but for the most part the combat in Ghost of Tsushima is incredibly fair use the Sakai armor to get 5 showdown kills and some archer across the map shoots you while you're dodging broods yeah yeah yeah, the Sakai armor really, really ramps up your um, your streaks because you get so many free kills. Um, you're good to go. There, there's a new thing you'll get real, real later on, Eugene, that you can add into the showdown that that is really, really nice. So then I don't wear the Sakai armor. I wear another another pair of armor, and I get like two or three from the showdown, and then I use this ability that you don't have yet. I won't tell you what it is or what it's like, but I use that ability to get the rest. So that way I don't feel like I have to wear the Sakai armor. So you can get kind of personalized with how you approach the combat because it is really, really nice to um, to get those streaks and to get them fast, you know? Um... Murph Dog asking a question here, not really related. We were talking music earlier. What are your top synthwave retro wave bands and groups? Number one band you need to check out if you like synthwave is um, is Magic Sword. I think they're the best. I think that I think they're in their own league with respect to synthwave. I really do. I don't think anybody touches them. If you want synthwave right now, I think Magic Sword is the best. Behind them, you've got Gunship, Time Cop, um, FM83. Obviously, yeah, you got like the Midnight. Um, you know, th- there's. It's to me though, Magic Sword is pinnacle. Like they are the pinnacle. Their albums are so uh, exhaustive, cohesive, and complete. Their music is just stellar. It is absolutely stellar. Um, so. One of the Kiki armor sets that removes your parry to make the perfect parries and dodge after is so much fun to use. I thought the same thing, Elite. I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm wearing this armor intentionally because it made it feel like kind of a new game. It's like I'm playing very, very different. Um, the monkey armor is broken. Honestly, it kind of makes the game no fun. I, it, it does seem a little free, doesn't it? It seems a little free, you know, because it makes the window so big for, for perfect parries and dodges. But I don't know. I, I like it. It, it, gives it. it gives it this sense of, like, you're showing up to this place and you're godlike, you know? I, I, I like it. It is, it, it, it definitely, the reason I liked it is it changed the way that I played. But my gosh, yeah, it's really, it's really strong. <laughs> but listen, by the time you get to Ikishima, you're really strong anyway. Like, seriously, once you're maxed, I have every skill in the game. No one can touch me. No one. I'd have to wear, like, the Traveler's Armor to nerf myself. I've got these, I've got these charms. I've got all these skills. The, du- the duels at that point are a joke. It's like, nobody can touch me. Now, I could raise the difficulty... But I don't want to do that. I like where it is. I feel awesome. I And that's what I want from a game sometimes. Sometimes I want to play Dark Souls 3, you know. And sometimes I want to play Ghost and just feel awesome. You know, that's what I'm in the mood for sometimes. You know. I don't want to, I don't want to up the difficulty. I like it, you know. I have like 7 Resolve, a huge health bar, and I'm in Act 2. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's a bunch of duels in Act 2, Eugene. When you can do it, it's like the duel by the waterfall and the duel here. Do that. It's so fun. It is 
just perfect. They, they pick beautiful settings, and you go, and duels are really fun, and then it leads to like a final duel. Make sure and do that. But you're gonna you're gonna be able to 100% tell you're like I'm over leveled. My gosh, am I over leveled? You're you're not even gonna struggle. You'll be able to play sloppy and bad, and um, you know maybe turn the difficulty up before you play the duel just to make it fun. You know. See if you can hang with lethal, you know, because because lethal is uh, what is it like a one one or a two hit kill and you're down or something like that. If you guys haven't smashed the like button yet, consider doing that. Let's roll it over to 300. I uh, was seeing if any of uh, any more coffee orders came through. New game coming out. Um, Fire Nuts game. Have a blast. Launches on Steam and Nintendo Switch. Have a blast is a multiplayer shooter that is available now on Nintendo Switch. Oh, it's a multiplayer, like, asteroid-style shooter game. 15 arenas to enjoy with your friends, 5 ships, and unique specs. It actually looks kind of cool. Uh, it looks kind of cool. Deathmatch. There's, yeah, there's multiple game modes. Deathmatch, Mothership, Team Match, and Challenges. So, just got an email about that. Did you notice you can hold down R2 and the combat goes into slow motion? Yeah, that's because you have multiple stances, and when you suddenly have a guy with a spear charging you, you need an opportunity to change your your stance to parry, block, and, and fight him. So, when you get into the fights where you're having to constantly switch your stances, I think that's when the game really, really shines, you know? Could you see a PvP duel be a thing in the future or the next game? It's possible. There's a um, there's a really cool thing on Ikishima that you... It's like a new style of dueling. It's really cool. And I could see them maybe saying, hey, we can make a PvP mode out of this. Because it's a brand new style of dueling. Um, it was cool. It was very, very cool. Uh, and it, it really adds some freshness to the game. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just letting you know. When you get to the island, there's a cool section with a new dueling thing you can do that's not like any of the duels you've played up to now. And uh, I liked it, and I, I could see them doing that as a, as a sparring PvP thing, you know? You barely unlock the second stance? Oh, yeah, once you get all the stances, the game really, really changes because the spear guys and the big brutes, I mean, they're, they're, they become manageable when, when you get the stance for them, you know? It's really, really fun. Um, uh, a question here from Savage Sharkbite do you think we can expect Horizon Forbidden West to be released on Steam at some point yes I, I do I actually think we we can confidently say that Sony is setting their sights on more PC releases and PC ports Days Gone was amazingly poor it was such a good port it was immaculate um, it was very very well done and I, the, the, the Horizon Zero Dawn port was a little, uh, a little, it was a little rough. It was a little rough. You had to kind of baby that one a little bit. Um, I'm going to delete these two questions at the bottom. There was a question about the coffee command not working. Uh, don't use the coffee, don't use the question command for stuff like that, guys. And then another one was like, how much would you spend on a coffee maker? I don't even, I don't have a way of answering that. I have no idea. Um, but, I know we're lightening up on questions, but like, try to keep it around what we're talking about. (laughs) For the sake of me and the show, like someone tunes in and I'm 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 talking about (laughs) like a coffee maker, Uh, which is great because we sell coffee. But let's try and keep the question somewhat hovering around the topic of gaming. But I I think that they're they're going to bring Forbidden West to, to Steam probably. They would do it late year, late 2022. 
or early 2023. They don't need to wait because it's not a PS5 exclusive, right? I think it's harder with PS5 exclusive games because they really, really want to get the PS5s in circulation, I would think. You know, they they would... Uh, they, they. It's not going to hurt Horizon Forbidden West to suddenly be on Steam nine months later, 12 months later or whatever, right? Summer 23 at the earliest. I don't know if they're going to have to wait that long because it'll sell like crazy and then once it's already sold on the PlayStation 4 and 5s and it's all saturated, at that point, it doesn't hurt it to be on PC. When you have a PS5 only game, like, let's imagine they figure out a way to bring Returnal to, to Steam right? Because they can use the haptic controllers and feedback. There are games that are getting haptic updates on Steam. You don't have to... You can take your PlayStation 5 controller, plug it into Steam, and play um, there was a... What was the game? It was uh, it was a shooter. One of the, It was like a dark uh, a dark shooter that got it. I, it's not, I know it's not Outlast, but that's where my mind's going. Outlast is like a horror game. Um, and they added it. So they could certainly figure out how to bring Returnal to PC. But the dilemma there is, is that the PS5 saturation is not where they want it to be yet. So you'd want to wait. You'd be like, oh, we're going to undercut that game if we if we put it on PC now. I don't think you'll see ports to PC until you have 50 million plus PS5s in circulation. But with cross-generational support, what's the point of that, Eugene? Most people, do you think, well, there could be a giant percentage of people that are like I'm not buying Horizon Forbidden West until I get my hands on a PS5 now the question would be is that demographic that's holding off on Horizon Forbidden West is that demographic willing to be like well I'll buy it on PC then do you see I don't know if that demographic is that big and I also don't know if that demographic being that big would then also be like well I'll buy it on PC and then it undercuts the PS5 demand I just I'm not sure you know, you might be right. There could be a bunch of people that are like, I'm holding off, dude. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. That's what Eugene did. Eugene waited on Ghost of Tsushima until he had a PS5. I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not, I, I, I had trust. I was like, I have a feeling that a game like Ghost of Tsushima is going to get an update to run better on PS5. And I got a little one and then we got a big one in, in, in the director's cut. So like, I think a lot of folks are probably going to hold off then because they're going to be like, well, I mean, we might as well wait, you know, Horizon Forbidden West will be much more uh, enjoyed on PS5 because they've got all those features that they're doing with the lighting and everything else. So um, I would I would imagine I would imagine that possibly being a uh, a, 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 a factor in how long they wait. Um, you know, I it I think at a at a ground level with the PS5, they it is going to affect it is going to affect launches of games, um, on PC specifically. Like how long they decide to wait before something comes to Steam is going to be directly impacted by the PS5 saturation. Um, it 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 will be, I think. Um, so it, it at a ground at a ground level. Will it come to Steam? Yes. Timing is going to be likely, um, you know, it would be be likely to be in relation to PS5, uh, PS5 circulation. Um, 
So, because I don't think you're going to have good PS5 circulation until the end of 2023, right? I just don't think so. I I just I don't see it. I don't see it. I I don't I don't see them getting to a place where they can uh, they can get the the parts and the distribution where it needs to be until late 2023. Because I think all this year and all next year they're going to struggle, right? I think they're going to struggle all this year and all next year. Now maybe we get to Christmas holiday season next year and these things are just cranking out. I mean it's possible. They were I think they were anticipating middle middle of 2022 is when they think it'll finally start to get into a better position, you know? So I just think it's very very difficult to anticipate it because we thought things were going to start to get better and uh, no. <laughs> and uh, they're not, you know? I just canceled a trip to Florida. And so that's going to continue to affect the uh, the industry and the the shortages because the factories that make them are, you know, they're not going to be able to ramp back up as, as quickly as people were hoping. And that's affecting um, automotive. It's affecting the automotive industry. It's affecting computer industry. It's affecting the console industry. It's affecting game development. It is a, glo- it is a global slowdown. You know, it is a global slowdown. And uh, as things were looking g- like, oh yeah, things will start getting back to normal. No, it doesn't seem that way. Um, so... It's unfortunate because it affects a lot of different uh, layers of uh, of the of the globe. A new PS5 model has appeared uh, in Australia. What what's the skinny on that? A new PS5 model has appeared in Australian stores. So do you think they're what are they coming up with a way? People were remember the rumors about like a PS5 Pro. It, it, I, and I think that got shot down pretty quickly, didn't it? That they weren't making a PS5 Pro. They were looking into it, and then they were looking into making a Switch Pro because they thought maybe they could switch to a different chipset and then potentially be able uh, be able to crank them out, you know, uh, better. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, I don't. I don't. They changed some screws. That one's smaller and more lightweight. Really. It's a minor redesign. Sony does it all the time. Oh, so it's just like slightly smaller and like everyone's losing their minds. That's kind of weird. Um, it's just a different chipset. It makes it easier for them to produce. Imagine that they want to cut down the cost of the heatsink, so you'll have a re- you'll see a redesign next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and then I'm curious about the micro, the the Xbox, the Halo Infinite Xbox Series X. Like, how many of those got made, right? And how are they how are they going to keep up with that not pulling from demand or production of the of the of the default ones? You know what I'm saying? They took the big fans off the front, I think. But that I think the PS5 runs hot. I'm not an expert. I don't have a temperature gauge in there. But, buddy, when I go back there after a gaming session, I put my hand on the back to move. Um, I recorded, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn yesterday, you know, a little 15-minute video. And I go back here behind, and I move the HDMI cable so that I can capture Xbox. I'm like, man, that is hot coming off of there. It is, it is exhaust. It's just shoving heat out, which... 
you would hope that it's very effective at it because you're like, man, that is like a little heater in the room, you know? If you're cold, just turn on your PlayStation and put it at your feet, you know? I was like, man, that is warm. Like, my PC, after a couple hours, my wife's little gaming rig, I'll go back and put my hands back there. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty hot coming out of there, but it's a compact little unit, so all of that heat's just getting shoved out, you know, out of the ba- out, out of the back. The new Xbox Halo design and Pro Controller, yeah, I thought it looked really, really nice. It really, really did. I'm not going to buy one. I'm I'm tempted to buy the controller. I am. I'm tempted to buy the controller, even though we know stick drift and bumper issues seem to come with those elites. I tried to fix my elite, and I couldn't. I took it apart, put new bumpers in, and it didn't fix it. Um, It's like I have to push in and, like, really hard on the right bumper to get it to work it didn't even get stick drift my elite series 2 just like the bump the right bumper just went bad um and i took the whole thing apart put it all back together again you know with new with new bumpers and it it just didn't fix the issue so it's like i don't know what it is if it's the button itself if it's like the plastic or whatever oh the controller already sold out oh wow did anyone get a graphics card from best buy this morning um oh what did they get like a restock or something support uh However, it's a 300 gram drop in total weight. The reason probably involves the network module. Support for the 2.4 gigahertz networks now offer a 4.0, 3.5 DBI. When connecting to 5 gigahertz networks, the new modules offer a gain of 6. Okay, back in July, two retailers pointed out the arrival of the new PS5 model. However, it was a digital only variant. At that time, the retailers listed the model with the CFI. 1000B model number it also arrived 300 grams less than the original model okay I have a PS5 and a Series X and the PS5 just from touch feels more hot yeah it's hot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the Xbox has that nice big giant fan on the top that thing's probably pretty effective at just sucking the heat out of the machine and blasting it out the top it's a very it's a very good design I think I think the narrowness of the PS5 probably is why you get a lot more heat coming out because the heat doesn't have any any dispersion inside before it comes out. It's just all real tight and compact and then it just gets blasted out the back. Um, so... Um, Echo Hammer talking about Halo here says as much as as much as I love my boy John one one seven, it's time to expand the Halo universe and story beyond Master Chief. What other games or types of stories do you think they could explore if this happens? This is, I think, one of the reasons behind their decision, and this is what my prediction is based off of is. Like, logistically speaking, if you always have to do... We, we all know what this is like, right? Where you're the hero, and you're the only one that can save the day, right? It's the Jack Bauer effect, okay? Master Chief being the one they need, right? And you're going to play as Master Chief. I think that gets long in the tooth. I think it gives them a lot more freedom with storytelling to say, hey, you and these other Spartans are going to go out and do this thing, this mission, this planet, this excavation, exploration, scouting, whatever. And that gives them, I think, more freedom with storytelling than it's, it's always Master Chief. Then it starts to get a little like... Isn't there anybody else can go out on these missions? We don't, we don't want to have anybody else. Is It all rests on his shoulders, right? 
And if you think long term about multiplayer and co-op and player investment, hey, we got a new story coming out next season. Take Master Chief into the heart of the Black Planet. And you're like, oh, this is going to be dope. And like you and your buddy go charging in both as Master Chief. (laughs) Like, do you see what I'm saying? The social aspect, the player investment aspect, I think really lends itself to saying, no, you're going on these missions as your Spartan. You're getting gear and upgrades and cool things to make your Spartan look cooler. And, you know, the fans won't let it happen. Look at what happened to Five. The reason I think you're 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 wrong, Mo, is that Five just did it suddenly. And it was like, wait, what the what? Why? Why? I think this will be gradual. I think you'll play through the entire Halo Infinite campaign as Master Chief. And then I think they're going to do something either in that or in a season where he takes a step back and you start playing as a Spartan. The reason that you're wrong is because they've said just that. Like, I know you're saying, oh, the fans won't let it happen. The fans will revolt. But their plan is that when they expand the story in the future, you're going to go play as your Spartan. They have, in, in the most literal sense, they have said that. Staten has said that. And so I, I I don't think they're resting everything on Master Chief's shoulders anymore. I think he'll be iconic, he'll be immortalized and canonized in the game, but I think their goal is in 6 months to 12 months, you're booting up the game and you care about your character. You care about your Spartan, right? I think that's what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to do it like Halo 5 where you're like, "Where the is Master Chief, right? Like, he he gets so sidelined in that campaign. You're right. People got really angry about that. But I think it was a very, very different delivery of experience and story than saying, hey, it's been six months, right? It's been six months, so here's your, you know, here's your new mission, and then you go and you do it as your Spartan. I think that's very, very different. You buy the game, you get in the campaign, you have an amazing experience, and then whoop, it becomes about you and your Spartan. That's what the trailer with the young girl was about exactly. I think even more now, that's why I'm, I'm re-emphasizing my theory. I think that trailer yesterday added to my theory that it's not about Master Chief. The future of Halo Infinite is about you. You as a Spartan. Not going out and playing as Master Chief. You know, Kodiak with another one. Okay, I was making sure your question got through. I was like, sometimes it might it might limit you on your question submission. I need to probably go behind this question from Sven and delete. So if anybody's hitting the uh, the question limitation, you can continue to submit because we don't need to limit you guys to two questions because it pops up. We we bat it around for a while and then we move on to the next. Um, so. Abe says, as much as I love Master Chief and everything about Halo, it's time for something new, something fresh. It's the next evolution of the franchise. That was a uh, multiplayer trailer. Mo, I, you're, it was, okay? It was a multiplayer trailer, but you have to understand that that's the future that they've talked about, right? The future that they've talked about is your Spartan that you play with in multiplayer becomes your character in future story experiences. And that multiplayer trailer, in my mind, added to that. Because 
the speech that she gives, the lore behind her being a Spartan, her growth, her 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 strength, her resolve, her grit. We're doing we're going to do the same thing. You're supposed to see yourself in that trailer like I'm going to do that. I'm going to get armor and be stronger and be a Spartan. Like that's what that trailer is supposed to communicate is you're going to join this elite force and do the same thing. You're going to go out and rescue people and and be a force for good. And I and I think that that is that's what you're going to do probably in the first seasonal update story that they do. I like hearing everything people are saying, but people don't want to let 343 be their own. Hopefully it can happen now. Yeah, this is the time for them to own the franchise as their own, for sure, yeah. Even the name Infinite indicates perpetuity. Master Chief isn't going to live forever, but your character will carry on. He doesn't die, spoiler. I don't think he's going to die, no. That's not what I'm, I don't, that's not what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think they're going to kill him. I think he'll either become an AI to defeat Cortana, and then he'll be he'll be an AI that's always in the game from that point on to immortalize his voice and his presence or they'll make him an NPC digging the new setup thank you I appreciate it make sure and use the commands that are down here guys if you're enjoying the show smash that like button roll us over to 300 if you're new and enjoying the show hit subscribe that way you can talk in chat say hello we always love to meet new community members Uh, We're trying something a little bit different with the approach and the thumbnail and everything, and we're definitely mainly appealing to the core audience today and not really showing up and meeting new folks. So if there have been new folks, you know, uh, strolling in today, we'd love to meet you. We are uh, obviously doing something that is a little bit out of step of what most people on YouTube look for. If you're looking for short uploads, we have a channel for that. Uh, It's called SNTR Updates. This is a live stream channel where we do a talk show in the mornings and we do gameplay in the afternoons. So the uh, the question things that we're doing here is something that you can do as a paying member. And Radical says, do you think Gorilla is planning to have an optimized version of Forbidden West for the PS4 since they're making it a point to release it on both consoles? Well, more than likely they're going to have it run just as well as the first game ran and I wouldn't see it going much further than that because you can't do very much with the PS4, right? The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn, and God of War are proof that they can make games look and run incredibly well on the PS4, but that's it. Right? That's it. ADJC with the two spots. Spartans never die. They're missing in action. There you go. I, th- th- I don't think they can go much further than what they're, they've already accomplished. You know? Like, Horizon Zero Dawn looks and runs really, really well for the time that it launched and the machine that it launched on. I don't think you're going to reach much higher beyond that I really really don't I I think that's it that's the height of what a PS4 can do Um, now you say you know Radical said optimized right is it going to be optimized for the PS4 given that they given that they've already you know built the game before I would imagine that it's, it's built with a lot of existing assets it's built with a lot of existing parts and pieces so it will likely run 
in a very similar fashion to what the original how the original game ran you know um because to a certain extent like they they like this is why i think they're doing cross-generational support for both this game and god of war ragnarok i think that as soon as they were done with the dlc for zero dawn I think they probably started building the groundwork and the foundation for the next game because you have the assets, you have the engine, get get to work. And that's why the God of War update, I think, came out. I think it was like, oh, we have the dev kit now for a PS5. Go take the existing game and see what you can do to pretty it up. And that's your testing ground for Ragnarok. That's why I was surprised there was nothing like that for Zero Dawn, but we just got one. We just got an update so they could say like, okay, push that out. Now we're not getting the lighting, the cine- they call it cinematic lighting because the lighting that they use in the cutscenes is going to be throughout the entire game of Forbidden West. So usually you get into a cutscene, it's a stripped down area, it's a stationary camera, so they can create really amazing lighting effects and stuff. Well, that's all well and good for a cutscene, but they can't throw that in the game. Well, the PS5 version of Horizon Forbidden West is going to have cinematic lighting no matter what you're doing. Swimming, running, jumping, climbing, or watching a cutscene. So it's going to be like cutscene level lighting just while you're playing the game. So, curious if someone versed in Halo lore in chat can answer this. Do they call themselves Spartans to harken back to the historical warriors from Sparta, or do they not really tie into history? Oh yeah, that's a good question. ADJC says, I could totally see Chief being an NPC. He's been through it all and finally realized uh, who has who, who was the human. Now he just wants to go back to what he had before. Right. It seems like Sony keeps their games looking good doing two things. One, do 30 FPS for the base game. Two, keep scope of the world small. No cities with NPCs, all forests or deserts. Yeah, well, or or if they do NPC areas or cities and stuff, yeah, they control the scope of it very much. Yeah, because, you know, they're, they're wanting that performance. They're wanting that consistency. If there's a company that really showed that they could do both, it would be Insomniac with Spider-Man. The size and scope of the city, the size and scope of the buildings. There's NPCs and people everywhere. There's little pop-up little fights and things. Um, I, I think Insomniac proved that they are very, very efficient at... Like, have you ever gone to somebody's room or dorm room or living room and they have very limited space, but it's all very chic and very well done and, and it's very, like, feng shui or whatever? Like, that's Insomniac. Insomniac's like, we know the PlayStation 4 is pretty limited, but we're going to literally have Spider-Man swinging through the city of New York. We don't care. We're going to pull it off. And man, oh man, did they pull it off. It, it looks incredible, right? Ratchet and Clank had city areas too. Yeah, again, you got Insomniac working on it. You're And, and again, but Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, if that's what you're talking about, that was PS5 only. So... If you're thinking PS4, I I do agree to a certain extent. They did control scope in a lot of their games and keep them really, really penned in. But they also have games like Spider-Man in their corner that that were very impressive. But like you said, 30 FPS for the base game is probably one of the reasons they were able to do that, you know? 
We only need a couple more likes for 300, guys. Every time you tune in, one of the best ways to support this stream and channel is to smash like. Take the poll at the top of chat. Just a simple good morning, even if you're a heavy lurker. You know, say, hey, good morning, I'm here lurking. Those are all easy and free ways to support the video. So let's roll those likes over. Thank you very much for 300 likes. We have a question here from Kodiak. You think that we could eventually see something like raids to fight Guardians, Prometheans, the Flood, maybe have to take down a giant scarab via a mini dungeon inside the scarab. I mean, if if you're talking about them bringing that level of PvE content to Halo, I could see it. I could. But you... They're going to really, really be cautious, I think, against the Destiny comparisons. If there's ever a game that I think needs to be very cognizant and aware of the Destiny comparisons, I think it's Halo. Especially if they're wanting to expand and do story and do missions, if they're wanting to do challenging content, that comparison is going to be hovering in the air, like, all of the time, right? So... At, I don't I don't think they're gonna want to do too much of a of like a oh well they did that let's do that they did that let's do that but I could definitely see them coming up with their own version of here's a bunch of really really hard content that you know we think is is really really gonna land the PVE plane and that you're playing it with like two or three other people you know you're playing it with like a like a squad or whatever. But I don't necessarily think you're going to see them doing, like, raids or dungeons or things like that. I, 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 just, I just don't know. I, in, in, at one level, I don't know if they, could, if they could contextualize that into the Halo universe, you know? I, I don't. I just don't know if they could make it feel like Halo. It needs to feel like Halo. It needs to have the 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 halo dna and identity and to do like a halo raid i'd be really interested to see how they would do that and make it feel true to form like true to form true to the 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 makeup of the game you know i don't see the point in doing that stuff unless you make it a looter and that would yeah i don't think you're i don't think you're going to make it a looter i think there'd be reasons to run that content though sinos the cosmetics alone making your making your character look awesome i think that will be a looting aspect to uh to halo infinite hey go run this story mission and you're going to get all these amazing cosmetics like the samurai cosmetic that we've seen right as an example i can see that level of armor customization and personalization being attached to story you know does ghost of tsushima director's cut come with the full game if you have never bought Ghost of Tsushima, there's like a $70 version or whatever, or what it, yeah, there's a version that is basically the entire game and director's cut, all in one package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if they did a co-op only mission that was a long, challenging mission that could be a way of earning extra points towards your battle pass? I mean, there's always that angle of like, well, if you go and do these missions, you're going to get progress on your battle pass. Um, there, there, I think there is that that potential driver but I I don't know I, I don't know if that's enough then you're just marking time you know as long as you're playing you know you're getting battle pass stuff I would think 
story missions are going to have to have their own identity driving thing you know you can't buy the original game digitally anymore yeah the original base game of ghost of tsushima is like gone it's like not in the store you can basically buy the director's cut version i think and that's it chase cool armor for completing i and add a warhog escape at the end for the raid oh that'd be cool that'd be good yeah that'd be good putting some seriously cool uh skins behind the type of content would certainly bait me into playing it oh it would 100% off topic how did you like that Marvel mobile game what's interesting about that Marvel mobile game Marvel future um, revolution right they make it really hard to enjoy the game after the tutorial so like I went through the tutorial and I got legitimately annoyed with what you have to do after you get through the tutorial. The tutorial is super long. It's drenched in cutscenes and quick time events and combat to get you accustomed to the players so that way you can pick the players that you felt like you liked, right? And then you get back to like the base or whatever. And it was, I, I couldn't believe it. It was go talk to this person. And it's like a super long cutscene. And then they give you like a reward. Go talk to this person. And you go talk to this person. And then they give you like a reward. It was literally a an, an NPC, like NPC talking simulator. As soon as I finally got back to base. I was like, man, do they make this game really hard to enjoy. It's like super, super long tutorial. Super, super long intro with cutscenes and quick time events. And then, oh, here's another tutorial. Oh, you're finally back to home base. Well... Now we're going to make you go and, and, and talk to like 18 different NPCs. You know what I mean? They removed the full price version of an old game in favor of the same price new version of the game with all the content. Yeah, they're, they're not like gouging. It's not like they removed the, the game so that if anybody wants to buy it now, they're, they're, forced, they're forced to upgrade or whatever. I, that's, not, that's not what they did. Some of the missions are stupid. You have to go back and forth talking to the same two people a couple of times. Yeah, the mission flow at the very beginning of that, I'm like, you're making this really hard to enjoy. Like, if I was just like a normal consumer, I would have shut the game off. And I'm like, this is freaking annoying. Because like, I'm getting it ready because it's 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 in the vote, right? It's it's in the vote for um for for what is it? Pass or play Monday? I think I think it's it's in there. And uh, we, we've got it in there so that you guys can, you know, you guys can vote on it or whatever. And, um, you know, it, it's, I, I, I would not have played that. I would have been like, this is stupid. I would have uninstalled it instantly. They make it really, really hard to enjoy. You know what I mean? I watched you play the Black Panther DLC. You should play Avengers campaigns as they get released. I mean, I could see doing that. Like, hey, there's a new this, there's a new that, there's a new character just to showcase it. But man, I don't know. Marvel Avengers. This is how I described Marvel Avengers. Marvel Avengers is like a really good-looking car that just can't take left turns. You know? You got a car in your driveway. It looks beautiful. You back out. You're driving. Feels good. Looks good. Right turn. No problem. You hit the brakes. Works. Accelerates. Nice. And then you take a left turn, and it's like, you're like, yeah, sorry, the car can't take left turns. That's what that game feels like. It's like, good-looking game, character models, 
graphics, good engine, combat's pretty good, and then all of a sudden it gets really awkward and clumsy. I'm like, what the, what just happened? Like, it's like you go to make a left turn, and the game just like, yeah, sorry, this game can't make, uh, can't make left turns, right? Now, I didn't even get into the looting and the end game and the end game, like, content loop and the viability, the, the, the elasticity and the flexibility, right? I didn't even get that far. I'm talking about the base combat loop of just running around getting in fights. It's like, hey, this isn't so bad. Well, th- oh, wow, that was really awkward. What the what? And then it's like, okay, it's fine now. It's fine. It's just weird. It's just got an awkwardness to it. And that was the best explanation I could come up with. It's like, it's not all the time. It's not. It's not all the time. Sometimes you feel really awesome. You get a bunch of dude, get a bunch, get a bunch of kills, get in a big fight, you know? And then you go to make that left turn and you're like, what the heck just happened? Like, it gets all awkward, you know? Um, why, uh, why aren't we talking about how Sony's next game is six months away and they still won't give us a roadmap for 2022? We have nothing for the end of 2021. Well, that's inaccurate for a couple of reasons. Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, there is... Kena Bridge of Spirits that is coming and that got delayed by a month multiple times which I know that's kind of annoying but that's coming and I think Deathloop is console exclusive on PlayStation for like a little bit of time and then there's the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut that just came out then there's the Death Stranding Director's Cut that's coming out at the end of September now they don't have a holiday presence that I know about. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Right? So that's 100% true. That like, Sony doesn't really have a holiday presence this year. There's not really anything dropping. And we don't have a roadmap for next year. But that's not on Sony. Right? Oh yeah, Call of Duty. That's true. Call of Duty is, is going to be... Um, I think that's tomorrow. I think we're going to be able to play that tomorrow. The Call of Duty Vanguard... Alpha goes live on the Sony platform tomorrow, and then you get two days of early access to Call of Duty Vanguard um, on the PlayStation uh, platform. Um, But it's not necessarily on Sony to give you a roadmap for 2022. Like, they're not in charge of the launch dates of a lot of those games. They could have some influence. I think they were probably putting a, a, a good amount of pressure on Guerrilla to get Horizon Forbidden West ready for holiday 2021. They were probably putting some pressure there. And um, it just didn't work out, you know. And you got devs working from home that were probably anticipating staying at the office, and then they had to go back working from home again. And so, those two don't count? Sure they do. Sure they do. Sony pays really, really big bucks to secure early access and and extra stuff for you in Call of Duty and it is literally one of the most played games in the world so Call of Duty counts big time and you know they they paid for the early they paid for the exclusivity for uh, for Deathloop and Kena Bridge of Spirits is coming out and whether you want to admit it or not the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut and Death Stranding Director's Cut those are pretty big those are going to be those are gonna be money makers. They, you know, they're mon- those are money makers, especially anything Kojima touches. Um, but again, I, I don't think Sony can walk out and be, "Hey, here's your roadmap for 2022." Like, 
that so much of that is out of their control I mean as an example Horizon Forbidden West is that just a plain black shirt oh I did yeah 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 I wasn't sure if that was like an 80's t-shirt that you just put face down I was like what is that what are you doing um yeah still don't count not new I mean for somebody that doesn't own the platform or care about the platform you saying it doesn't count is kind of like saying it doesn't count that they added a bunch of new burgers and steaks to the to the menu and you're a vegan like well it doesn't count well you're not going to eat it or consume it anyway so what's the di- what, like with respect you saying what it counts or doesn't count I mean come on you don't even play on the platform what you know what I mean so this entire last year of games, Spider-Man Returnal, Ratchet, Ghost Director's Cut, Kena, Deathloop, Death Stranding Director's Cut, I'm sure I'm missing uh, crap that people, uh, what about the next two months? Right, like like I said, they're missing out on the holiday presents, you know what I mean? You know I'm just talking crap? I, it's hard to tell, Mo. it's hard to tell, you're hard on Sony, <laughs> you're hard on Sony because you're an Xbox guy. The base game of Death Stranding did not sell well. So how can a re-release be considered a big deal? Death Stranding was trash. Well, I, I actually think Death Stranding is is like a cult is like a cult classic now. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily a a beloved giant title, right? But Death Stranding got an 82 on Metacritic and a 7.3 from the user base. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Like, an 82 Metacritic, and then from the users on Metacritic, it got a 7.3. So an 82 and a 73%. That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong for Metacritic. I mean, it's it's hard to have a good score on Metacritic, you know? And according to the sales figures here, as of March 2021, Death Stranding has sold over 5 million units worldwide on PlayStation 4 and PC. The sales put Death Stranding fairly close to Kojima's previous game, Metal Gear Solid, which sold 6 million units by the end of 2015, but on more platforms and in just a few months. So, um, Death Stranding did just fine. It, it, it sold well, and it got reviewed well. So I, I think you not liking it and decrying it as a failure and a flop is um, is inaccurate. Like, it's just factually not accurate. It did fine. It did well as a, as a title, as a game. And the director's cut will will likely do well as also. I think it will. I think that people love Kojima, and uh, I think people liked that game, you know? Now we're going by Metacritic standards? Well, so... If Metacritic is you're rejecting Metacritic, right? So like, what was it like? I think I think the number of reviews I saw in Metacritic was like, uh, maybe was it 117,000, or maybe it was 11,000. Um, so I should go based on your opinion then. So your opinion, your subjective opinion on a game that you didn't like, holds more weight than the tens of thousands of people that went to Metacritic to review the game. So you're more reliable than that giant group of people. So the next time I go to Amazon.com and I'm going to buy something for my home, I'll call Willie K and say, Hey, Willie, 
since your opinion is superior to these tens of thousands of people that bought and consumed the game or this product, I'm coming to you. You understand the, the, the ludicrousness of your hubris and arrogance right now to reject something simply because it doesn't line up with what you think. You're like, oh, so we're going according to Metacritic standards? Yeah, actually, I think tens of thousands of people that bought the game and reviewed it is pretty reliable as opposed to a dismissive, arrogant person in my YouTube chat, you know? Like, which, which do you think is more reliable? Like, a bunch of people and an average score in the 70s or a person saying it was trash and garbage when it sold 5 million units? Who do you think's more accurate in their summary of the game. I'm just curious. It's already 80. The bundle with 30th anniversary is 100. Oh, wow. Is anyone interested? I found a 20% off sale. Oh, you're talking about something else. <clears throat> I love Death Stranding. Not every game has to be continuous shots of adrenaline. Yeah, Death Stranding. I think I think I think Death Stranding looks really cool. It's a cool-looking game. It's not for everybody. Neither is Returnal, right? Right? R- Returnal Returnal as a game looks and runs beautifully. But I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of people that just did not like Returnal. And yet, beautiful, probably award-worthy game. Award-worthy game. Excellent game. Top shelf. And yet, the the, the method of gameplay is going to turn a lot of people off. Death Stranding. Beautiful game. Amazing. Innovative. Creative. It's got the Kojima just brilliance to it and yet a lot of people are like dude I don't, I'm not delivering packages the frick are you talking about right I'm not doing that you might as well ask me to play lawnmower simulator you see it's the games the games genre I can see turning people off but that doesn't mean it's bad for the same reason that people don't like the fact that Returnal is a rogue and that it's really punishing that's not grounds to say that Returnal is bad or is trash or you know what I'm saying like I, I just don't think so Death Stranding breaks the fourth wall at one point, talking about the grind. Oh, really? Well, and they have Norman Reedus, you know, he looks at you and winks in the one scene and stuff, like when he's sitting in his room. You know what I mean? Returnal reminds me of the first time I played Super Metroid. What an experience. It's interesting to me that you draw that connection, because I can see that even though it's third person. (laughs) And it's bullet hell. That's it. I'm done. And it's a rogue, right? But it is interesting that you're like, oh, it reminds me of that time, you know, I played the first time I played Metroid, you know? I'm not a huge fan of Death Stranding. I tried it. It really wasn't my thing. I'll probably try and go back one day. You know what Death Stranding is, Wheeze? Death Stranding is when a really good movie is on television and you're like, oh, and you you just start watching it and you prop your feet and you got a little blanket because it's a little chilly outside, and you're like, this is just kind of a cozy little game. It's not you going to the theater to see a blockbuster, you know, tri- it's, this isn't this isn't you going to see, like, the last Avengers movie. You know what I mean? It's just, it's got that vibe to it. It's like, this is not meant to blow your socks off. However, they showed some boss fights yesterday, and I was like, holy moly this game looks super dope you know this game looks really really cool so i don't know i i i think it lands in a lane where it's just more of like that comfort kickback game it's not meant it like 
if you play that game exhaustively, it's going to be tough because of the way because of the way the game f- is built and how it flows. It's not like Ghost of Tsushima where you can grind out 20 to 40 hours and you just the whole time stuff's happening, you know. I don't think it clicks with a lot of people. I personally respect it if that makes sense. Right, it's like I felt that way with Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter didn't click with me, but I was like, this is a good game. There's great things here. There's good DLC. They really respect the player, right? And they and they really they really have I, I think great investment paths. But I just I was freaking bored to tears, right? So I think a lot of people with Death Stranding were like, I'm bored to tears, therefore game is bad. Therefore, the game is trash, which I understand why people do that. You know, if you think a show, movie, or video game is boring, I don't expect you to give it high praise. I just have always found it's more helpful to be nuanced and say, this is just not a game for me. You know, I can praise the ever-loving snot out of Hades and be like, but I don't play it. (laughs) Like, same with Monhun, you know? And I don't think people have that, that spectrum of acceptance or tolerance of other games they're just like nope i spent 60 bucks i'm bored this game's trash you know and then they and then throw it over their shoulder and then their bias shows when they're like it was a flop it was a failure you present counter evidence metacritic of an 83 and the community gave it a 72 and it sold 5 million units and what do they do? They reject the counter evidence. They dismiss it. Why? What well, doesn't line up with their with their conclusion? Well, I'm not going to entertain new evidence. I think that it's trash and that it was a failure. Even though it was a commercial success and the critic acclaim both the official critics and the community critics, the acclaim was this is a strong game, right? clearly doesn't appeal to everybody or it would have like an 80 or a 90 so it's it, it, it gets knocked down a peg for that reason but I'm going to dismiss the new evidence because well I mean it, I, I've determined this already Th- this happened all the time when we covered the other game we, when we covered Destiny oh it's a dead game dead game dead game and I would present the player patterns the player saturations and the player engagement numbers and what would people do oh well it's just because of free to play or it's just because of this or it's just because of that oh okay you're, you're right they're all going to stop playing in two weeks you know what I'm saying It was uh, that was always the case with that debate too people had determined that the game was dead or dead to them and that meant it was dead it didn't matter that that, that many people were playing all of the time you know if Death Stranding is a success at 5 million, what is Returnal at 500,000? Well, Kanban, you have to understand something. Death Stranding was selling on a platform that had hundred and probably 105, 110 million PlayStation 4s in circulation at that, at that time. 500,000 sales is massive for an indie, especially when it was only purchasable on a console that at the time had anywhere between 5 and 8 million consoles in circulation. So you got to consider 5 and 8 million consoles in circulation versus 110 million consoles in circulation. So 5 million for Death Stranding on a platform that had massive saturation in the industry and 500,000 on a limited platform from an indie is an absolute smash hit. Because 
that Death's Door game was made by two people and Death's Door hit 100,000 in sales. Those guys are popping champagne. That is massive for them. They're set. They're good. That's great. Okay? You get five times that, 500,000 for Returnal on the PS5. Like, the PS5 at that time, anywhere between five and eight million consoles in circulation and how many of those were sitting in in a scalper's garage, you know? That's really good. That's really good. Now, Returnal got a little bit beat up by the community because a lot of people didn't read, you know? They were anxious to buy a PlayStation 5 title and uh, they didn't read. <laughs> they were like, and then they get in there and there's a, it's a rogue where you go back to the beginning when you die and there's no save. And people are like, well, I don't want to play this. <laughs> I don't want to play this. You know, and they uh, and they and they gave it some low marks. I think the price is what stalled Returnal. I will say that if it was fifty or sixty instead of what was it like seventy, I do think that would have helped it. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can actually agree with that. I can agree with saying it's worth it's worth the price that it sold at. But if they had sold it for fifty, I think it might have done a lot better. I think they would have sold. They had sold more of them. Because people would have been like, oh, it's a little indie. It's a little indie, you know, rogue. I mean, no, I'll, I'll try this out for 50. You know, let's, let's, let's take a crack at this. You know, if Eternal wasn't 70, I'd have bought it day one. Yeah, I bet you there's a lot of people that would have scooped it up for 50. You know, people will still buy it when it goes on sale. That's true. That's true. And 70, 500,000 units at 70, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> You know. So can Sony do no wrong in your eyes because it seems you don't hold them accountable for anything, even with the lies at the start of the generation from Lion Ryan. No, we covered that already. He didn't lie. You just don't know how to read. Like, you you struggle with reading comprehension, so you think that he lied. You probably read that as a headline on a YouTube video or an article, and you don't think for yourself. So you're just like, well, he's a liar. I went back and read the interviews. He didn't lie. He didn't. And to assume that I lack the integrity or the honesty to hold them accountable, um, that's fine. You can do that. It's cliche to like assume and judge someone's integrity over the internet based on what you have, you know, what you've determined is true, uh, even though it's it's false. Um, you'd fit in well with, you know, the Twitter brigade, you know, falsehood used to, you know, hurt somebody. I would I, I, I don't see any evidence that he lied. I went back and read the interviews. I did. There's there is not a single thing. We believe in generations is, is where you're gonna go. Like I'm 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 ahead of you. I'm ahead of you here. Uh, we believe in generations, right? Yeah, I went back and read it and you lack basic reading comprehension if you think he lied to people about the fact that, well, we have 118 million PlayStation 4s in circulation, and um, now the PS5's out. We believe in generations. We're not going to make games for the PS4 anymore, right? Right? If if uh, if if you go back and think that that was it, then then yeah, oh yeah. So God of War 2021 wasn't a lie. Rather, if we believe it or not, where where was that ever stated? I never once saw a single video claim or interview of people saying, "Oh, he lied about God of War." 
Everybody accused him of lying because of the interview where he talked about we believe in generations. I went and read the entirety of the thing. Do you want to know the problem with that interview? Because you got guys like Yang Ye making videos misreading that quotation. You have to read the entire quote. I'm, I'm very sorry. No disrespect to Yang. Yang's part of the reason that this narrative took off. Because he misread that quote. That quote about we believe in generations has nothing to do with how people have interpreted it. He misread it. So did journalists. There were journalists that misread it and misinterpreted it. The statement had nothing to do with what people ran with. I don't remember ever seeing something about God of War 2021. And if they did indicate that they were hopeful for God of War 2021 or uh, Forbidden West 2021, games get delayed. So when a game gets delayed, do you go back and re- retroactively call people a liar? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they, are, is my, uh, 343, are they liars? They delayed their game. Is Bungie a liar? They delayed their game. They delayed their DLC. Like, are, are they liars? I don't think so. I don't think you retroactively go back and call somebody a liar. If I tell you dinner's going to be served at 5, and we had a problem in the kitchen, and we solved it, but now dinner's going to be served at 6, you wouldn't be like, you're a liar! You wouldn't do that. I mean, you would if you're an immature, crazy person, but it was during the PS5 state of play. What are you talking about? I'm not attacking you. Uh, you need to read it, it seems. No, I'm not, I'm not doing your work for you. If you're going to come in and make a claim, okay, this... This isn't Twitter where you can cancel somebody with a generic tweet, okay? The the onus is on you. If you're going to make a claim, then show us where and when the statement was made. You're failing to do that. It was during a state of play. So right now, you've made a claim, and you want me to go do the research for you, right? Why would I do that? Why would I, why would I go and do your research for you? You're making the claim. Like, this guy lied. Really? When and where? Oh, I was in some video. Go find it. What? what? No, I'm not doing that. Why would I go and do that for you? <laughs> like, this CEO lied to the public. Oh my gosh, he did? Oh, where? When? And how? Oh, I was in some video. Let's say You need to go read it and watch it. Oh, okay. What? No. <laughs> I went and read the interview that everyone cited about we believe in generations i've not heard anybody reference a god of war 2021 lie that he told i've not i've not heard that i've not if there was a if there was a state of play where they mentioned being hopeful about that game or horizon forbidden west in 2021 and you think that's a lie i i don't have enough eyes in my head to roll at you like oh my gosh get the frick out of here like that's not a lie you put the game where the fans are. If 70% of your audience is on PS4, you put it there. Games being delayed isn't to ensure quality uh, shouldn't be hated. I'm not connecting those two sentences, Krebsy. What do you... you th- those seem separate. Like, separate separate statements that you're making. This is why aliens hate us. Yeah, this is why we're never going to meet a- any aliens, you know? It's because we just... We can't, we can't grapple with basic reading comprehension. I'm not asking you to do the research. I'm saying if you're telling someone they need to read or your uh coming needs you need to do the same i don't care about we believe in generations so you have made a claim i am unaware of the claim i'm unaware at this moment that 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 this gentleman lied about god of war 2021 okay i am asking you where and when did he say it and you have failed to give me that information you are now 
continuing in the discussion to not answer that question, which makes me feel doubtful about the substance of your claim. Right? It's it's not difficult. Like, I can tell you that Richard Nixon said in an interview, when the president does it, it isn't illegal. And I can show you the interview. It exists. Okay? When he sat down with Frost, I can make that claim, and then I can point you in the direction of it. Where... Where is this lie about God of War 2021? I'm genuinely curious because this is the first I've ever heard of this. When this person, this gentleman, was accused of lying in the past, it was about the We Believe in Generations interview. And I believe that YouTubers and journalists alike completely misrepresented that and made it seem as though Sony had been dishonest with their audience. The only thing I'll give you is there was a trailer... There was a trailer for a racing game that said that it would only be on the PS5, and they have since said that they're going to make a smaller, light, backwards-compatible version, and everybody got all angry. Well, you lied. There's a trailer with a watermark. Gee, many Christmas. I am not. Yeah, I'm sponsored by Control Freaks. You can use the command if you're ever going to order any. I am not in any sense of the word a Sony fanboy. I'm not. Sound bites are the problem. They don't pursue further research and only read the taglines. Sony lied by omission. Ragnarok coming to PS5 and PS4. Sony lied about God of War. Sony lied to the fans. God of War Ragnarok is a cross-gen game. Yeah, and I and I I I put people I, I put people on blast with the video about that. I was like, you guys just don't know how to freaking read. And I went and painfully and slowly read through the interview and I was like, he is not talking about games. He's talking about features and games that will tap into those features that are only available on the PS5. Right? He he, he makes it crystal freaking clear. Like, do you know what an antecedent is? Go look up what an antecedent is and it'll help you read that interview and not sound like an idiot. Because he is not in any sense of the word saying, oh yeah, we're going to immediately shift to PS5 only. He himself didn't say God of War 2021. It said God of War 2021 at the first time they showed us a PS5. Is that not lying? No, it's not lying. If they said God of War 2021 or Horizon Forbidden West 2021... That was their goal. That was their hope. And it didn't happen. You understand. Like, if you walk outside right now, the world is different. (laughs) Try and order a laptop or a computer or try and go to a restaurant, okay? Unless you live in Florida. If it, the world is different. So when they said that, when they put that together, when they had someone in the production studio put together the lower third and say, yeah, we want that on the lower third. God of War 2021, Horizon Forbidden West 2021. Six months later, yeah, it ain't going to happen. There's no way. Yeah, they're working from home again. Production just came to a screeching freaking halt. Is that not lying? No, it's not lying. The basics of lying and deception is that. Like, I'm deceiving you. Hey, dinner's going to be ready at 5. And I go into the kitchen and I prop my feet and don't do anything. (laughs) Dinner at (laughs) 5. What a sucker. (laughs) He thinks I'm going to have dinner ready at 5. That's a lie. I'm lying to you. 
knowingly lying to you. If I come out and I say, dinner's at five, and I go into the uh, and I go into the kitchen, and for all intents and purposes, I'm gonna have dinner ready at five, and something happens, right? The crock pot shorts out and it doesn't thaw the meat, and I'm like, come out, we're gonna have to have dinner at six. I'm sorry, we had we had a complication in the kitchen. You you liar! You lied to me. What the frick is the matter with you? No one thinks and communicates in this way. Only entitled gamers do. Like, come on. They made it seem like you needed a PS5 for God of War ASAP. You can't make this up. I don't think that that's accurate. I don't know. Again, you're going to have to show me the video and the quote where they made it seem like you're going to need a PS5 for God of War. I've, I've not been able to find a single interview where that happened. I respect you, but it seems like you're Sony Schilling. I'm not going to lie. Well, when you say that I, you think I'm Sony Schilling, I don't respect you. You can frick off. I'm not Sony Schilling. I think the video game industry, the video game culture, I, I would say, the gaming culture is rife with people like yourself. And not only are you annoying, you're stupid. Like, you're stupid. Like, you see a headline and you're like, yeah, they lied. They said you needed a PS5 for God of War. No, that's not true. But you rattled around in your tiny brain, and you're like, yep, angry, lie, you're shilling, you're a sellout, you'll defend Sony no matter what. And I'm like, no, I'm actually just a a fan of intelligence and criticizing companies and people for things that are true, not things that are made up, you know? Like, for me, for me, personally when people take statements or grains of truth and misrepresent them for their own aims i get really irritated because that's very close and personal to me right something that was said three or four years ago getting completely misrepresented and misconstrued to paint somebody as a villain i have a very serious problem with that at a personal level and it's always the case in these situations they said we believe in generations grain of truth blow it up into this big stupid exaggerated thing Sony lied it's like actually if you go and read the interview no you just have bad reading comprehension you don't know what an antecedent is so you don't know how to break this sentence down maybe learn another language you know Spanish, German, something and learn how to diagram sentences again because you're failing basic English comprehension you're you're not doing it so when somebody comes in to me and says oh no, he lied he made it seem like you need a Playstation 5 for God of War Ragnarok you know what I say? No, he probably didn't. He probably didn't. You know? That's 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 not what was stated. Obviously, you're not intelligent blaming Young Ye, so you're blaming half the YouTube population that says the same thing. So, that's called fallacy of the professional and fallacy of the group. You think they're right because, you know, I, Young Ye's got a huge channel and half of YouTube population says the same thing. So that's fallacy of the expert or fallacy of the professional and fallacy of the group. Something is not true just because lots of people think it. That's, that's not the way that you, you arrive at a truthful conclusion, right? Tons of people might think a certain thing, but that doesn't make it true, right? Doesn't make it true. It simply means lots of people think it. So, 
lots of people can read a quote out of context and think something that doesn't make it true. There were millions of people last summer that were convinced of something about me that was literally completely and utterly made up, but tons of people thought it, so it must be true. And in this situation, tons of people thought that we believe in generations meant that yeah you you're only gonna need you're, you're only gonna get these games on a ps5 right but when you go and read the entirety of the statement you are literally failing just basic english comprehension 101 right it's it's they were inaccurate in their reporting they were inaccurate in their conclusions i don't care how many of them thought it you know If an entire team of scientists miscalculates something, but they all think it, it doesn't mean that they were right, like, just because a bunch of them thought it. It was a miscalculation. Yep. We made a miscalculation. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, the rocket crashed. You know? Back to the drawing board. When the rocket crashed, you had your proof, right? You, You had your proof that they made a miscalculation. When you go back to the source documents and these interviews and you read exactly what he said, you're like, you've made a miscalculation here. You've misread, right? It's, 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 it's very, very common in this industry, right? I don't have a bone to pick with, with Young, but he was one of the very, very big and influential people that drove that narrative, and it was a misread of a quote. It was like, that's not what he was talking about, you know? You could have somebody say, we believe in in red cars. We do. We believe in red cars. And then their follow-up sentence is, so our goal over the course of the next couple of years is to really have a full suite of red cars alongside all these other cars that we sell and <laughs> and somebody could rip that quote out of context and be like yeah this company says we believe in red cars that you know ford switching to only red cars ford getting rid of all the other colors like that's how the news cycle works <laughs> that's how the news cycle works we believe in red cars Oh my gosh, YouTube face. <gasps> Ford no longer making blue, only red. No, read the rest of the quote. That's what this situation was. It was a complete misread and a misinterpretation of a quote. It's a, it's a, it's a significant problem right now with the dissemination of truth and, fu- and, and, and facts. It's a huge problem right now. It's, it's because... Delivering information is now blended in a blender with entertainment and money. So, the more entertaining, the more bombastic, the more dramatic it is, the more clicks that you get. So, you take something and you blow it up into something more than it is, and then you you, you, you get a bunch of clicks. <clears throat> So, if, 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 you, if you want to conclude that my careful approach to analyzing statements accurately, and you're like, well, you're just a, a, a Sony shill, I'm sorry, but you're not, you're just, you're not even on the landscape of the discussion. You're not. Like, 
that's my diagnosis is that you came in to say something to get a rise maybe you're on an alt account because you know that when somebody accuses me of being a shill or a sellout I can get a little irritated because I feel like they're calling my integrity into question so it's likely that you're in here on your alt hoping for a clip or you know for whatever I it, it, you've you've allowed me to smack you around the boxing ring long enough and it entertained the channel so I guess you know I got my I got my worth I got my worth out of you but you don't get to stay here you're not allowed to be here because when you're gonna call me a shill or a sellout that's your exit I don't allow that here you can come in and disagree with me until the cows come home you can be like respectfully Lono I disagree respectfully I feel like he was dishonest and I'd be like okay that's fine that's totally fine you can think that but when you call me and my integrity into question and want to call me a shill that's when the exit door opens and I boot you out of it like I don't allow that here I don't there's a giant difference between disagreeing with somebody and calling their character and honesty into question simply because you don't see it the same way they do so it also doesn't help that false information is what other content creators use and that's how misinformation spreads I could go read any interview right now and be like, you know, you know, Phil Spencer said something to the effect of like Game Pass isn't going to be on these other platforms cuz they're not interested in having it, right? They're not interested in having it. What was the last thing he said? He said, "So you're talking about yourself, got it." Like I guess he just I, don't know. I could take that quotation and say Phil Spencer rejected by Nintendo and Sony and completely misrepresent what he said. Because, I mean, he's saying, oh yeah, it'd be great to have it on other platforms, but they're not interested. Like, well, I mean, Phil Spencer said it. He said they're not interested. They must have rejected him, you know? Sony and Nintendo hate Phil Spencer. Like, you know, see, like, that's why I get so irritated with this kind of stuff. I was like, that's just not accurate. That's not what was said. You know? You know Sony lied. No, they didn't. <laughs> I have been more primarily in Xbox's and Microsoft's corner as of late. That's what's so funny about these debates when they come up. When I talk about Sony's failure to to think about the long term or the cloud-based gaming or the, you know, the, the the Game Pass, the Play Anywhere, the subscription services and how I feel like Microsoft is a sleeping giant and 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 they believe their true competitors are Amazon and Google and that, you know, Sony's not really competing on that landscape with Microsoft anymore. People are like you're such an Xbox fanboy. No, I just genuinely believe when I look at the landscape of the business and the trends in gaming, I believe that Microsoft is a sleeping giant. And they're not even really sleeping anymore. They're slowly standing up. Like, holy frick. In three years, you're going to be like, Microsoft has got such a massive platform. Just massive platform. If they can dovetail with the explosion of the PC gaming growth in the Asian market, Microsoft will absolutely be the biggest the biggest platform on the block. They'll be everywhere. They won't be limited to a console anymore. But when I get on that tirade, I get told, oh, you're just a Microsoft fanboy shill. You just hate Sony. 
And if I start defending Sony, that's the same. That's the same response. That insecure, like, well, I don't have an argument against what you're saying, so you're a fanboy. Like that's just the way people, you know, break down the argumentation a lot of the times. What I mean is that Yang will reference GameSpot or IGN sometimes, as and if the original source misinterpreted the information, so will anyone down the line. I believe fundamentally that was the mistake that Yang made. He went to that article, and it's actually on the journalist. We went back and I showed. I said, look, the journalist framed the answer inaccurately, right? He asked the question, and then later when he wrote the article, he framed the guy's answer. He framed Ryan, what's his name, Ryan something? He framed his answer as if it was about games, and it wasn't. It was like, no, 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 no. You just trusted the journalist there. Read closely what the man said. He wasn't talking about games. So we went back and broke it down, and I was like, the journalist framed this inaccurately and now everyone's running with the story Sony lied we believe in generations it was just a was just a bogus statement it was like that wasn't what he was talking about and I don't know his name is it Jim is it Jim Ryan Lono isn't a Sony or Microsoft fanboy he's a fanboy for the gaming industry as a whole and wants what's best for the industry part of the reason Lono's a great streamer 200 IQ keep it up thanks Krebs um yeah, they call him Lying Ryan. I don't know, and I, I I forget his first name. We we covered it in a video where I said Sony didn't lie. You just don't know how to read. <laughs> I was like, you just don't know how to read. They didn't lie. Has he written anything? I thought he just read out other people's work. Yeah, I think I, there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, we do that here. We use we use reports for for the for the source. I'm like. Hey guys, da 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 da, and uh, I got a report right here from Game Informer, and I'll read elements of the report for the video. There's nothing wrong with that. That is 100% fair, and everyone does it. You know, IGN will write an article, and they'll just reference somebody else's interview throughout the entire time, you know? It's true, I disagree with this guy all the time, and it's always respectful. No need to make these conversations disrespectful. I, I take the gloves off when somebody accuses me of being a shill. Like, I got no problem telling somebody they're stupid. I'm like, you're not going to sit here and disrespect me like that. Like, you want to take it there? Fine. Like, you're just too dumb to have the discussion. Like, that that is, I don't do that. I don't do that unless the, uh, unless they, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this a past broadcast? Have we not had this debate before? We did. We did, Legend. We did. You were back. You were here back then. That was a good. That was a good day. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed having those sparring partners. If you guys are new or just tuning in, thanks so much for being here. Make sure and smash the like button. Thanks for the comments on the new thumbnail. We're trying to make a thumbnail that looks very, very a whole lot clearly more like a podcast. Um, we want it to be more like a podcast, and uh, we're getting a we're getting a good conversion, a good suggest. And not a very good search, so it's possible uh, that you know we we, we want to revisit maybe considering like what uh, what we cover with respect to that. But you guys have been showing up so huge. If you're new and you found me in a search result or on a suggest, hit subscribe so you can talk in chat. We always love to meet new people, right? Just boil someone down the name calling, then you don't have to argue, right? And I do not pull that out until I feel like it's appropriate. Like, when someone's being stupid, I'm like, you're just stupid. Like, you're just being stupid. You know what I mean? Um, 
Is it just me or did YouTube update the aesthetic of this? It used to be gray. Yeah, all the little icons have gotten a nice upgrade, Sven. I think all of the... They're making things look really, really clean. Uh, like the thumbs up, thumbs down, share, clip. Yeah, I think it's because when they launched the dark mode, they did an overhaul of the icons to just make them look cleaner. So that way, if you turn off and on dark mode, it looks nice. Um, I'm hoping that they just start to overhaul the chat experience of live streams and give us some moderation tools and gifted memberships. Like, we're really, really hopeful that they launch some of this stuff. They've been messing around with stuff in the background and it's killing our numbers, but the chat activity and the members that have been showing up and the poll results have been exactly where we want them. So we're hoping in like a month, this will all settle down and then the numbers won't look so bad. Like, the numbers just look terrible right now, but I'm like, I don't understand. The the vibe and the chat and the back and forth is the best it's ever been. Like, what the frick is going on right now? So we're 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 confident that it's YouTube fiddling with stuff. Anytime they fiddle with the the front end and the back end, it it it'll it messes with stuff. So, um, according to Digital Foundry, uh, another not the ghost upgrades, the upgrades. Same here. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Mo. Um. The spreadsheet is still going, by the way. What do you mean, Arch Enigma? The spreadsheet is still going. Uh, I had to step away for a while. What part of the popcorn eating debate did I miss? Did the chatter come to reason? No, he accused me of being a shill, so I banned him. I do the same thing. When people stop being having a respectful and intellectual discussion and start name calling and doing dumb stuff, I take off my gloves and go on. Yeah, I mean it's just no it's just no point. It's like you've you've now stepped off the landscape of having a debate and you're just being you're just being a chode. So then I, you know, I get out the bat, you know. Uh, you got a you, you got a Sony shill to get better numbers. That's right. That's right. I don't know where you stand politically, but if you ever made a political channel, it would be fun watching you and Steven Crowder talk. Oh, I wouldn't want to talk to him. I wouldn't want to talk to him. Not because I, I, I like, I don't, I don't think it would be beneficial. I, I feel that, I don't know. I feel that his method of debate isn't necessarily bad, but I, I don't know. There's something there's something off there. There's something that would make me not want to debate him. You know what I mean? I would rather debate somebody that I disagree with strongly that I feel of um what's the word? I want it to be a fair fight and I feel like he can he he there's 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 something sometimes underhanded there that I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to debate him. I would not want to debate him. There are guys that would probably kick the snot out of me with respect to their debate prowess and they and they and they wouldn't agree with me on things and I would enjoy that a lot more because I would feel like if you're going to beat the tar out of me argumentatively and you do it in a fair way, that's good television, right? That's good television. I feel like there's just something there that would make me I wouldn't want to I'd be like there's something underhanded going on here. It just I don't know. I don't know. I never want to like I never want to armchair judge a man. I don't know him. I don't know his heart. I don't know his motivations. It's just a vibe that I get. I'm like, eh, no, <laughs> Shapiro. Yeah, I feel like you know. I feel like you know Shapiro has 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 probably the the argumentative prowess to just knock people around. And I don't. I don't. I've not seen evidences of. I think sometimes he'll make a bad argument or have a bad position. 
but I don't think he I don't I don't feel like he's I don't I don't feel like I've seen evidence that like he's consistently unfair. You know what I mean? Um Bill Maher would be somebody that like I'm not really going to agree with on a lot of issues. I I love his roasting of cancel culture, but I feel like Bill Maher can be a little unfair cuz he can be a bit of a bully, right? You know? He can be a bit of a bully, you know? To me, the en- what I enjoy is when you get fair fair amount of talk, fair amount of mic time, and both people don't hit below the they don't they don't pull punches they don't they don't like hit below the belt I guess, um, you know, I think the dilemma is I think a lot of these guys start out and they're right in the pocket okay and they're they're fair and they're reliable and they're 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 wanting to be just they're wanting to be just above board integrity all that fair fighting fair argumentation and then i worry that the entertainment aspect just starts to tilt the scales and they'll 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 shade something in a way or they'll slant something in a way i think it's almost like unavoidable you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what, it eventually descends into, there's a big slant here, you know? I it, and, and the danger is, everyone acts like that nullifies the person then, right? Whether it's Shapiro or Bill Maher or whoever, they're like, well, they're just, they're, there's a slant. They're slanted and biased in this direction. I'm like, yeah, but basically everybody is, right? So can you can you eat around that and and still have a good discussion and a good debate? Could you still say you know eh, sometimes a guy's got a good point, sometimes a guy makes a good argument. You know, I I feel that I feel that way about Bill Maher. I'm like, Bill Maher's got a heavy slant and a heavy bias, but boy oh boy, I really like what he has to say about cancel culture. You know, I really appreciate it. I think he's on the money. I think he nails it. But at the same time. There would be other things I'd be like, yeah, that, that, that that's pretty slanted. <laughs> that's pretty disingenuous, you know. I it's on it feels unavoidable. I'm not justifying it. What I'm saying is, what you would want is a two powerhouses from either side of an issue that both have their slant and their bias, having a very very good, charitable and fair discussion, and then that to me is where the magic happens, right? That to me is where the magic happens. It's there is a there's it's a fair match and you come out on the other end you're like that was good. Both sides got fair representation and people can be maybe more educated about why people over there think that and why people over here think this, you know. Don't broadcast your political views. You're bound to have fans on both sides. Well, I would never do that here. Oh my gosh, no. No. You would probably be surprised how uncategorical I am. You wouldn't be able to categorize me very well. People have tried to do that because when they don't like a person, they want to label them and dismiss them, right? Well, he's just a this, you know. You can't really put me into a category or a box because I'm not from that generation. Well, a lot of people my age, they struggle with that. They're like, well, I this guy's making good points, and so is this guy. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, this guy it seems really bad on this topic and this subject, and this guy over here seems bad on this topic and subject. I don't really know who. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I have beliefs, I have thoughts, and things that I'm passionate about. 
but it's really difficult to say I'm a this or a this because that 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 doesn't work. It doesn't. It, it's so it's so rigid. It's like, well, I agree with him on that, but on this I don't. So I guess I'm not of that. Well, th- what about the guy over here? I agree with him on this, but I don't agree with him on that. So I'm not over here either. You know, it's I don't know. Have you seen the clip of John Seward on Crossfire? He blasts them for this exact problem. Right, like a show that was meant to have both sides and it did it just kind of it descended into not that. I I'm telling you, I think this is the pattern. It's like entropy, right? The the increase of chaos. I believe there is a gravitational pull that no matter what, no no matter how centric or fair or honest a person tries to be when they start out, it ends up descending to a slant. And I think the problem is, is because it's driven by belief. And belief is more, is, is stronger oftentimes than the desire for fairness, right? I'll give you a real easy example. I believe that my children are great. I believe it. They're amazing. And that belief can override, like you've seen this in sports, right? A mom or a dad thinks their kid should be the all-star player. Their belief in their kid overrides their ability to say objective and fair. Your kid's trash. He cannot be the all-star quarterback. But their belief is so strong, it creates a bias and a slant. And I think that that happens in this sphere as well. Like, I'm going to make a channel and be fair and consider all sides. And then they start to come to conclusions. They start to have their own personal private beliefs influence what they cover, how they cover it, how they slant it, what, what person they have on as a guest, what person they're rude to as a guest. It's unavoidable. It's like gravity. It pulls you in a direction. And it, it affects the content. It affects what they cover and what they talk about. Then, this is all, this is when it gets really complex. They get an audience. And if they're going to pander and they're going to pay the bills, then that audience is going to be a huge factor in the equation. Personal beliefs are like gravity, and the audience is like gravity. I'm going to pull you in that direction. It's. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that that makes it okay. I'm trying to diagnose why it, why it seems to happen no matter what. No matter no matter what. Whoever it is. Whether it's whether it's uh, Shapiro or Bill Maher or Crowder or Joe Rogan, like no matter what, their beliefs are going to pull their their audience is going to pull like gravity in a direction. Does that mean they're terrible, dishonest, awful people? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to cast a man out and judges judges heart and his soul because he's affected by what seems to affect everybody. What do you think that you're not affected in that way? You don't think your beliefs and your your private your private beliefs and your private political thoughts. You don't think that that makes you slanted and biased and maybe unfair to the other side or maybe on a certain issue you're really uncharitable or you're quick to come to a conclusion or quick to trust a news source or somebody that you vote for. Like You just immediately throw in, come on. We all do it. We all do it. To act like they're somehow in another category 
I think is disingenuous, right? I think it's disingenuous. I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody can escape this. To me, that's why I would love to have the, 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 the personal channel to have those debates and those discussions with people that are not on, on my spectrum because that, to me, is how you raise empathy, raise your consciousness about something, and then have a greater understanding of other people. That's how work gets done, right? Like, that's how work gets done. If you're going to fix a problem, okay, and you need the guys with the hammers, ladders, and trucks to all come together to work, you're going to have to figure out a way to get them to not dislike each other. Right? If you have this big problem at your contracting business and your truck driver cannot stand the guy who's good with the hammer and the guy with the hammer can't stand the painter, you got to figure out how can we get to a place where you guys have a better understanding and more empathy so we can work together and fix this house. You know, the house is falling apart and you're angry that the painter is wearing the wrong brand of sneakers. Like we can't, this isn't working, right? Like you guys have got to figure this out. I don't financially profit off of misinformation, deceit, intellectual dishonesty, and owning others. That's the difference. Okay, but Eugene, to think that you don't have a bias and a slant that affects your judgment and the way that you conclude, dismiss, or accept certain information or certain things, to think that you've somehow arrived at a higher level, like everybody does it. Just because you don't just because you don't profit from it doesn't mean you don't do it. Like, have, you, have you checked Facebook and Twitter, Eugene? Like, <laughs> none of those people are profiting. Your, your aunt and your uncle retweeting or reposting junk science, like, they're not making money off of that, but their bias is dictating what they end up doing, believing, or promoting. Right? Celebrate MLK Time Studios present a march through time in Fortnite. Wait, they're putting they're putting Martin Luther King in Fortnite? How? How are they going to do that in a way that's classy? I would I I'm immediately like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Are you guys sure about this? Wait, 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 wait. Are you sure?" I don't I, I'm 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 interested in in how they decided to do that. I'm immediately kind of like cautious on that one. I'm like, hold on a minute. This is a, uh, this is a, this is an American hero and icon on a very serious subject. Like, did, do we, do we need to be putting him in Fortnite? You know, in creative mode, I could see it. Are they going to create the March or something in the game for people to experience to celebrate the moment or something? I don't think they're going to put him in as a character. That would just be... That would not... That's... No. You can't do that. I would think you could have it in the game as like a thing that you can... Re- oh, they're going to recreate the march. Okay. Um, um... I would... Yeah. I would say that as long as it's done in a way that doesn't trivialize or cheapen it, but it's done in a way to educate and maybe raise money uh, for a cause or a charity. But man, I just feel like it's so hard to make that not feel... It's so hard to make that feel classy. 
Do you understand? I have a hard time seeing that being classy. This this is like the I don't know, like remember that wasn't there like a Pepsi commercial that just came off kind of tone deaf, right? Oh, they're gonna put a video in the game about the march. Okay, so there's a video of like original black and white footage to educate people. It'll be like a museum experience. So like an interactive me. Okay, I what? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got two sides of my brain right now. I got one side of my brain saying that's a great way to educate people about something that's really, really important. If it's literally done in a museum, like almost like documentary kind of way, that's cool. But then I'm sitting over here saying, yeah, but it's Fortnite. What in the frick? Why would you put that in Fortnite? Why wouldn't you just, if it's really important to Epic, Epic could just fund a really great video documentary and YouTube thing and then promote it in the game. Be like, hey, go check out this amazing video. We help fund it. You know what I'm saying? Go watch this video. A lot of the people that play the game would watch the video and then and then support it and then you could take all the money generated from it and give it to a charity. Um, it just seems like it's like you're going to try to have a really serious conversation in a bounce house you know like would you try to have like an intervention in a, in a bounce house would you the intervention is super important and it's done out of love but if you're doing it in a bounce house it would it be it would be difficult to take it serious you'd be like we really love you dave and we're just we're here for you could could you could you guys sit sit still over there we're we're, we're trying to do something like that's what this kind of feels like. It's like it's like a real serious subject, and you're and you're you're kind of putting it in a bounce house. Like it doesn't. I don't know if the medium is going to work very well for it. I think the intention is wonderful, but I think you could maybe choose a better medium for the education and for the information to to be to, to be distributed. It wouldn't be appropriate. Yeah, it was like, wasn't there like a Pepsi commercial that came off like really tone deaf? It was like, it it was, it was trying to like talk about a real serious issue. And it was like, well, just, just give somebody a Pepsi. And it was like, man, this is just such a serious subject. But like, what the frick is going on? Like, you know what I mean? What's the difference between a game and a child's cartoon? Well, I don't know what you're referencing, Eugene. Like... I don't know what Bouncy Lono is my new favorite character yeah if a kid learns about this in Fortnite it's gonna stick better than if he learns about it in school I don't know about that there is something to be said about the catalyst for learning being really really important so a lot of the times the the defense mechanism of a person's brain it makes it very very hard for them to receive uh, new or contrary information. So if you're raised in a city or a town that teaches you to dislike people that don't look like you, let's just this very basic thing that happens to a lot of young children. If you're going to be met with new information about why that's wrong, your automatic inclination, it's, it's a survival level thing, is to defend against the new information. It's a threat to you. Nope. And you reject it. 
the catalyst of learning that information is incredibly important one of the single greatest causes for for lowering a racial divide is just being around people that are different than you that's one of the greatest causes for it you're like I was convinced that these people were awful and it's just not true right seeing it practically is a great great catalyst for many people now some people need a conversation an intellectual conversation they need to be they need to be sort of talked to about it but a lot of people I think learn through just the experience of it so the catalyst is incredibly important so taking that as a premise you could say like Fortnite could be a really good catalyst for a younger generation to be like hey this was a really really important event that happened and it's good for us to learn from this and move forward and to be different okay but I do think there's a line of um reverence that could be crossed here there's a line of reverence isn't there would we take what happened in world war ii and in germany and shove that in Fortnite to educate kids about it would we there's some there's reverence there there's this is somber and serious i don't know i feel like it creates a lack of reverence because you're putting it in you're doing an intervention in a bounce house it's like, it's hard to take it, it's hard to have reverence for it in that context. Kids are not longing into Fortnite to go spend an hour in a museum and expect to have life-changing experience when they jump right back into Battle Royale. I've not even talked about the... I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what folks think about this, but if you are, you know, like a person of color and you know black history month rolls around or mlk day rolls around i'm not going to speak for you but i have to wonder how much it's appreciated that all these businesses latch on to it and use it as a uh, marketing springboard you know i'm not uh, a person of color i've not i've not i've not grown up with that sense of fear and feeling out of place because of all of the things that have gone on and so i don't know what it's like to be like Oh, hey, look, you know, Reebok Tennis Shoes just updated their banner and their icon and they're tweeting about this. And so is everybody else. So that they're trending and using the hashtag. I don't know how I would feel. I don't. So I'm not going to speak for the people that are from that, right? But I would feel like, man, that's kind of that's kind of opportunistic, isn't it? Doesn't seem genuine, does it? Seems kind of like, well, we're gonna, we're gonna take advantage of this, and we'll get a lot of clicks, we'll get a lot of likes. Yay for us, right? So there's an angle here that I have to say, this just seems kind of like one of those. This will make us look real virtuous. You know what I mean? Would you what you call virtue signaling? It's so. This is difficult because like you want to say this is a good time to draw people's attention to the history and the people and the things that happen. It is. It's good. It's good. But at the same time, it's so laden with opportunism and and false virtue, isn't it? It, It's I don't know how to splice it. 
I don't want the company to ignore it, right? That's the alternative, is for a company to be like, we're not going to tweet about that because it's just opportunistic. And, and Well, I don't want you to not acknowledge that it's happening. Companies latching on to History Month makes me laugh. We see right through it. But as I'm saying right now, John, like, do, do you want them to not say anything? I don't, I don't know the answer. I think this is actually really complex and difficult, especially for me. I mean, it, as, as, a, as a white man, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I, do, because for me, it's like, I, this is really important. My, my daughter reads books about Abe Lincoln, and she read a really great book about the first, um, oh, what was it? She was a ballerina, and she was like the first black ballerina to do something. And my daughter was incensed that at that time you couldn't do ballet if you were a person of color she couldn't believe it she couldn't believe it It, like it bothered her as a six-year-old like we're wanting to instill that in her and that's difficult to do because it doesn't make sense to them they have friends that are ethiopians like they don't get it they're like what do you mean i don't understand those are our friends who cares right they don't they're not they're not pre-wired to think that way and yet i think it was misty copeland and yet I've got to pre-wire them to reject it. Do you see the comp- you see the complexity there? Do you see? I can't say, well, don't say anything about it because we don't want that in their brain. But no, I do. I do need to put that in their brain. I need to pre-wire them with the antidote. Like, no, we don't think that way. That's wrong. And then it's in there now, but now it is in their brain. I put it there, but I tried to do it in a way that's like, you know, helpful. Just call a spade a spade. It's cringe. Right. I think, uh, I think I'd be better off with them not saying anything at all. It feels extremely fake when it's only done for a month, even more than they do it for their, uh, us accounts, but not their global accounts. Right, right, right. All the rainbows that didn't hit, you know, outside of the West. Yeah. That seemed a little, you know. That just seemed a little like, come on, you don't really care about this. You're doing this because it, it plays in the West, right? You're, you're, you're making your logo a rainbow because it plays in the West, but you ain't doing it outside of the West because it don't play outside of the West. The, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're more progressive in that regard here in America, and so you're playing to the culture. You're not necessarily playing to what you, you actually believe, you know, because if you actually believed it, it'd be everywhere and you would just take the profit loss. That's virtue. That's courage. The best way for somebody to openly learn is on a small scale with people they trust. When big businesses throw it in their face, it's natural to push it away because they feel it's dishonest. It's hard for me to believe any of it is genuine, says John. The companies usually react to something happening instead of saying something meaningful when all is quiet. Yeah, when when everything was happening last year with BLM and uh, a lot of people were jumping on it immediately and doing podcasts and content. I didn't want to. And yet I was like, oh, but this is important. And I've got, I care about this. And I care about my friends and neighbors. What the frick do I do? And so my plan was to do a podcast two months later about, let's have a talk about endurance. Let's have a conversation about what can we do day-to-day, week-to-week that pushes the ball forward and have endurance with this subject and not just 
opportunity. None of those guys continue to talk about it. None of those people continue to make sure it was a front and center conversation and a way to... Because there were different perspectives on it. There were. There were different perspectives on what was going on back then, and I thought it'd be good two months later when the dust settles to have a meaningful conversation about longevity. Long, long term. How do we have some actual change and differences here? I'm not talking about a hashtag. I'm not talking about like a do this, do that, do blah, blah. Like, no, I'm talking about how do we as people endure and say we're going to come together and, and, and work for change in this particular conversation. Unfortunately, it didn't happen because I got canceled uh, before we got to do that. Um, so, the for, you know, the Fortnite thing, doing like an MLK March Museum in Fortnite, to me, the best analogy I can come up with is it's like doing an intervention in a bouncy house. Well-intended, driven by, maybe, driven by love and care, and yet couched in a way that probably it just isn't the right context you know it just doesn't seem like a, it just doesn't seem like the right place um, I appreciate you saying that John just remember politicians have historically loved the warfare it, it's big business for them yeah dividing the populace is, is it makes it, it makes getting elected real easy <laughs> because you have it's like market research isn't it you have a target audience you know who you're selling to because that's what it is right? You're, you're selling yourself, you're trying to get elected and when you know you have a portion of the society that's going to ravenously support you, it makes running for office very easy because you can run out hit a, you know, hit a podium a couple of times say a couple cliche words and then uh, you're, you're going to rally those people to support you, you know? if, if the people that support you really really care about planting pineapple trees and that's how you rally your base you get half of the country really behind planting pineapple trees all you got to do is run and be like it's good to be here nevada oh man we're gonna plant a lot of pineapple trees and the place erupts yeah and they go crazy pineapple trees that's all you have to do (laughs) it's just i'm gonna i'm gonna make a lot of money i'm gonna get elected like that's basically how it works is you get people so divided on an issue well I don't want to plant pineapple trees we're going to plant apple trees and so then that guy goes to Nevada hello Nevada you hear these guys talking about pineapple can you believe it apple trees that that's my America (laughs) the apple tree New York, the apple of my eye, like that. You know what I'm saying? It's that. That's how it works. <laughs> Did you say pineapple trees? Well, that pineapple tree is a bush, isn't it? It's not actually a tree, right? Yeah. Sorry. I think they grow on a bush. It like actually grows from the ground. You can chop off the top of a pineapple. It's a plant, and you like plant it and grow. Sorry, pineapple trees. That you know. <laughs> That's politics, isn't it, though? Isn't that a picture of it? Getting elected on, a, on on running on a campaign of pineapple trees? And everyone's like, but pineapples don't grow on trees. Shut the, shut up. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's unprecedented. This guy got elected saying he was going to plant pineapple trees. And they're not even a thing. <laughs> 
what an accidental form of cultural commentary what that was totally by accident by the way I remember before you were going to do the podcast on Purple before everything happened, it would have been amazing to pull folks from here and go on and talk about issues, whatever medium is appropriate for Lono's brand. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great lineup for that podcast. Holy moly, I had a great lineup. It was going to be good. It was going to be good. It was, it was, it was really, really sad that it, that it never, uh, that it never happened. Uh, I was like, I was, I was pumped. I was like, ah, oh, making some meaningful content. You know, it was something that I thought was going to be very, uh, very fun. What I'm saying is, you could get good, uh, get folks from here now and still do it. I that doesn't fit with the purview now of like what I'm doing. I like, I th- I feel like back then I was, I was seen as like a, like a community leader, and I was like, I'm gonna take that platform and 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 leverage it for for something like that. Right now, we're just not in a position to do anything like that. Even even with the idea of like launching a personal personal channel, um, it's it that would be something that would be so separate, and we would you know, and we would really really be careful with it. I just I don't feel like there's a place for it right now, you know. Um, I just I don't I don't have a place for it here. What am I supposed to do with all this stock and pineapple trees? Right. Time Studios presents. So Time is working with Epic on this to put it, to put it all together. So it's not just like Epic doing it all on their own. Um, so people love to see what aligns with what they believe is true. Well, sure. I mean that, that there, there's a there's a lot behind that. There's a whole psychology behind you know, the, um, um, the confirmation bias and, and looking for evidence to back a predetermined position. You know what I mean? If I believe that this is true or superior, I can find articles and, and, and blogs to back it up. It's not hard. You know what I mean? It really isn't hard. You could right now you you can you could find an argument for virtually any position on the internet, right? You you find find a, find a website that says people with blue eyes are inferior. I mean, you could probably find it. You could probably find some wacky person making that argument somewhere. You know what I mean? Um. <clears throat> you plan on playing and reviewing Mist? It came to Game Pass today. I think we were going to do that as like a 15 minute or a 30 for gaming and I'll probably just get that recorded and try to upload that tonight just so people can see it. Um, you know, it looks to be well done as long as there's no MLK skin. I'm cool with this. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be selling a skin of, of Martin Luther King, but it's going to be like a museum experience with like actual videos, black and white, true from the time videos that were recorded. Um, it it again, it just seems like a weird place to uh, to put it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, is it a new mist? No, it's the same game, but they've gone back and like really, uh, really, really spruced it up. They've spruced it up a bit. Um. Okay. Let me do, um, let's loop this. 
let me let me let me go through the news we haven't done this yet um today go over to this scene and uh get that up there and uh let me let me give you the skinny on these on these stories here um we've got you know the halo halo infinite release date uh and we've got the horizon forbidden west release date and then we have the new world mmo open beta details and so we like to make sure and put these in the stream but also record them uh for the updates channel Mm-mm. Is there more Gamescom? I don't know. We're I think we're kind of done covering it though. Oh, I missed my mark. Um, I w- I didn't enjoy covering it, so we're done. It was just a lot of like, I don't know. It just didn't. It just doesn't seem like it's worth it. And I'm tired of videos getting muted or copyrighted or whatever. So. hey thanks for watching another SNTR update and this one's going to be about the Halo Infinite release date and what seems like a draw away from Master Chief with their brand new trailer if you like these short video game update videos be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the uploads or check the link below for my live stream channel this is a trailer that they debuted during their Gamescom presence where they announced the launch date that the Halo Infinite multiplayer and campaign would be launching on December the 8th now It was curious why they didn't do this during their own Microsoft broadcast, why they waited. We're not really sure why that happened. However, the trailer that they showed during this time, along with a trailer for the new controller and the new Xbox Series X, you know, looking very, very nice. But this trailer, to me, goes in line and hand-in-hand with some of the predictions that I have made based on interviews with Joseph Staten and their focus on the Spartans and you as a Spartan in this trailer. So my theory has been that you will play through the Halo Infinite campaign as Master Chief, and then in the coming seasons and years, he will take a back seat. He'll either become an NPC, I've said he could become an AI as part of the story to defeat Cortana, and then as an AI could become a voice since you can personalize your voice and your your little AI guy that like does all your callouts. He could become an AI to immortalize, canonize, kind of keep him in the game for forever. He, uh, you could do the same thing with him as an NPC. Voice actor is getting old, and they could, you know, create some, you know, stock, you know, dialogue for him to always have. But to me, that's where this game is going to be going for a handful of reasons. I think the way that you keep people playing and keep people dedicated and loyal is they have to become invested. And one of the best ways to get people invested in the game is they have their own character, their own armor, customization, all these things that they've achieved. And it's a little bit more difficult to do that every six months, every three or four months, if you're going into the new stories, evolutions, and things as Master Chief. Joseph Staten has all but said this clearly in interviews about how the future story iterations in this game will be done as your Spartan. 
and I think that's the transition. They're going to essentially hand off the stories, the missions, and the things that you're doing with your Spartan, earning really great armor, really great ways to make your character look personalized to you, so that then when you're going and playing with your buddies or going into PvP, you can kind of show those things off. The trailer here really showing that the focus on becoming a Spartan and leveling up and looking cool and being bigger and stronger, that is a huge element of the storyline. Just with even one of the characters that sort of is driving the PvP dialogue. Like the lore behind this character that's attached to the PvP elements of Halo having a backstory and this sort of experience of being rescued, I think adds even more credence to this theory that eventually Master Chief's kind of on the way out. There will He will have less of a presence in the game long term. I don't think the 10 year plan for Halo Infinite includes constantly going back on missions with you and your buddies all as just a bunch of Master Chief clones. That would feel kind of weird. Uh, it's possible. This is why co-op is launching later. They have said that it's launching later because of technological struggles or problems but if they want you to experience the campaign as Master Chief by yourself and then later when you go back and do things co-op it could be separate enhanced expanded and you're going back in as Spartans since you would all be running around and looking different instead of you know four you know two Master Chiefs running around throughout the mission so I'm anxious to see how they plan to execute on this. I obviously think my predictions are being backed by both their trailers as well as their commentary, so we'll wait and see if they have more details in the coming months uh, with respect to the launch. So, looking forward to playing it and covering it when it finally launches. If you like these short gaming news update videos, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. It's funny when someone's like behind on the stream. Pineapples grow from the ground, <laughs> just randomly in chat. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing that with you, you know, <laughs> just randomly. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is so good. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Just randomly, out of nowhere, they grow from the ground. Form a pineapple stump. Oh, you can do that though. You can chop the top of a pineapple off and plant it in the ground. It's supposed to work. Um, I feel like we know somebody that did it. It might have been my mother-in-law. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, thirty-nine. We'll go at thirty-nine thirty. Oh, I felt so good. Like a nice little hip pop. You ever get your hips to pop like that? It feels so good. <clears throat> We're making that a thing. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching another SNTR update. This one going to be about Horizon Forbidden West officially delayed, but we got good news along with it. If you like these short video game updates, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell button so you don't miss the updates or check the link below to my main channel where I live stream Monday through Friday. So this was anticipated for a variety of reasons. I wasn't necessarily doubting it or, you know, ignoring it, like putting my head in the sand, but the insiders that were saying that the game was going to be delayed, I was sort of waiting to see if that was true. I know the delay was being discussed mainly because anytime the developers were interviewed, they said, they felt they were on pace and on track for their winter release. And I continue to say, 
the vacant holiday release schedule was going to make Sony really, really push for this to come out. I believe Microsoft did that with Halo Infinite. Even though Halo Infinite's launching without certain features, they wanted it to land, and it's landing in December. Now, we have learned that with Horizon Forbidden West, it will be landing on February the 18th of 2022. So, the delay is a bummer, but we have a launch date. Now, for me, I support delays especially when we know the only way that it wouldn't get delayed is crunch and I'm, I'm not in support of that I don't like crunch culture I don't think it's good for the people that work for the companies and it's all, honestly not good for the games we we have games that launch all the time by way of crunch and then the games end up being bad anyway so what's the point in hurting the employee and the product at the same time so I support it but I will say I'm disappointed and I'm sad for the franchise because undoubtedly a holiday release is very very good for the game it's better for sales it's better for exposure the marketing ends up getting a lot more return on its investment as far as you know lots of people seeing it and hearing about it so i'm bummed for the developers that they're not able to take advantage of the big holiday release now alongside of this announcement about the delay and the release date they also updated Horizon Zero Dawn to finally now run at 60 frames per second on the PS5. One of the main reasons people had been avoiding that game on PS5. If you if you think about all the games that have been updated, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Days Gone, just to name a few, that got those nice graphical upticks in performance. It was like, man, Horizon Zero Dawn is a perfect game for that. It's a it's a flagship title and it has a sequel coming out. So it is good to see that all the PS5 owners, if you if you never played Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the best times to play is right now. You can play through the entire game, the DLC, play it very completionist, and you have tons of time before the next game launches in February. I would really encourage you, if you're going to do that, don't do it right up into the sequel. If you've ever played a game sort of into a sequel, you can get a little burned out. I did that with Assassin's Creed. I would put some space there, have a little bit of a drought so you can fall in love with the game and enjoy it and then like have a month or so where you're not playing so that the sequel lands really really well so always sad to see a delay of a game that could have really dominated and done well during the holiday season there's not a lot on the docket for Sony in the holidays but they've had a very very full year with Ghost of Tsushima director's cut Death Stranding director's cut all the way back to games like Returnal and then Kena Bridge of Spirits or Kena Bridge of Spirits when it's supposed to come out it's consistently got delayed and this may actually end up helping Kena Bridge of Spirits because people will be looking for a holiday game and something to play around them and there won't be anything and that one will already have been out for a while with hopefully good reviews so we're pulling for this title I want it to do well I love the character in the story and we're really hoping that February ends up being a very very good and commercially successful launch for this game as always if you like these short video game update videos be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video who boy oh Boy, what's the next one? The next one is New World. New World. It's actually a really dope trailer, too. Um. <clears throat> we may be able to... Yeah, let's just go 344.30 on this one. We'll be able to jump right into it. Um... 
We ought to jump right into this one. <clears throat> hey, thanks for watching another SNTR update. This one's going to be about New World MMO open beta details. When does it launch? How long? Can you play? If you like these short gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the uploads. And also, consider checking out my main channel links below where I live stream Monday through Friday. So, this was announced during Gamescom, and the New World Beta did very well. They sat down and did an interview with the guy that was a part of it, and he talked about how great it had been to hear from the community, and he kind of gave some you know context for the delay. And The Verge reported on this. Amazon's upcoming PC MMO, New World is getting an open beta ahead of its September 28th release date. Amazon Games announced at Gamescom opening night live on Wednesday that the open beta will take place from September the 9th to September the 12th. The public beta will give players a chance to try out the game before its official launch just a few weeks later on September the 28th. So we once again thought that maybe this was going to run all the way up until the launch but according to this it is not i actually thought there was a report that said that it was but it's going to run from the 9th to the 12th and then you're going to have a window of time where you will not be able to play new world's open beta follows a well-received closed beta and should give more people a chance to try out the game before it officially launches the game like others from amazon games has had a troubled history a recent delay to september 28th all the way from august 31st was the game's fourth but the open beta could be an opportunity for amazon to iron out as many issues as possible before the release if you remember when the beta happened many people that played it were pleasantly surprised they said that the game had come a long way since when they had played it last they said that it showed a lot of promise i for one thought the game was very surprisingly approachable and enjoyable and was going to really potentially garner a large audience of non-traditional mmo fans people that maybe are considered a little more casual were going to enjoy this game but as many people continued to play and grind through it, there were elements of it that were rough around the edges from respect to combat to lag. I consistently said that I felt like there was a lack of combat fluidity and that people who are a fan of a traditional MMO probably wouldn't mind that. They're accustomed to a more rigid uh, style of combat where you just kind of stand there and do your abilities. This is striking a balance between a more action adventure style combat and traditional MMO. And I thought they needed to lean more heavily in the direction of the fluidity. There were also elements of the PvP that people found troublesome or bothersome, and there is still the lingering concern that the XP boosts and the micro store will potentially then influence PvP and develop a pay-to-win situation. If you're trying to control the map or win these big, giant, cool PvP battles, and you can spend money to level up faster and then have advantages in the fight, that will be a significant problem. They've been pretty thoughtful about the PvP. You flash for pvp and then you leave a safe area and after so long you are suddenly then flagged for pvp and no one knows that you're doing that so they can't sit there and grief the entrance i feel like they've been thoughtful about those elements and i think it's a really cool idea to have these big huge in-game events and then controlling the map and caring about your guild and all those other things so i think they've got something special with both the pvp element because i think that appeals to a certain brand of player but i also think the pve is really enjoyable 
It was an approachable grind. It was satisfying. My character was was starting to kind of look cool. Everyone looked the same in the beginning. I think that's kind of normal for those types of games because you're getting a lot of the same stuff. But I think this game has a lot of potential. The real question will be how they maintain the audience ongoing. I think commercial success in the first month or two is is kind of a given at this point. But what are they going to do beyond that? Remains to be seen. As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. Okay, there you go. Someone help me. Yeah, I don't know. Nightbot has been really, really slow today on uh, on the on the coffee. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. It was literally taking people's questions earlier. Um and but he wouldn't give you the coffee command. It was the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen. Um now that now he's responding like yeah he's been a little he's been a little laggy today uh he has been a little laggy today uh so <clears throat> guys stop picking on me that's right he'll respond to that but then like I don't know he's not responding to everything else it's been really odd um okay Okay. Alright. Let me We got a schedule our So you guys that did video game voting, video game voting took place and Splitgate won. And conveniently enough, there is a uh, a Splitgate Season 0 that was announced literally just yesterday. Uh, And you'll be able to see that gameplay today. Uh, Throwdown Thursdays is designed to be me uh, playing through a, a PvP game. And uh, we, let me grab that. And Splitgate One, convenient, very convenient, given that they just uh, they just announced that um, they just announced that that season yesterday. We did not know that was going to happen, uh, so we were kind of like, "Oh, that's perfect. That lined up really, really nice." Um, so we'll be able to take a look at the battle pass. I think there's some new game modes and some new weapons. Uh, and I got to get that scheduled now so that people can get the uh, the 30. Mm-mm, any duration. Visibility. Let's go for 105. Done. Okay. And then let me go check it and make sure it actually made it. Because the other day it said like it was it like failed to make... Um, Still no Ratchet and Clank this month. Um, yeah, I don't. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do that for you, Ratchet. Um, I gotta figure out how I'm supposed to do that. I may just start. I could just start playing it on the weekends and record it and just upload it to the gaming channel, just so I honor your request and I'm able to continue playing through the game. You know. Okay, we got that scheduled successfully. Um, okay, customization, 
Oh no, customization, then we go down. Add redirect. Okay. Played Splitgate yesterday, it might be crazy, but it looked better. I gave them $10 for the battle pass, they earned it. Um. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe they pushed out like a little graphical update. I'm going to make sure my, uh, I just realized that I was going to play it on the Xbox today. What is this control? Is my, oh, the controller is dead. Oh, for Pete's sakes. Um... Plug this in and then plug it into the power supply. Should invest in a Rageless Steam Spartan armor to wear an infinite? Yeah. Splitgate needs mantling uh, and sliding. I could live without sliding, but the mantling, oh my gosh, it's needs it. The reason I don't think it needs sliding is they're already giving you like a lot of unique like movement and speed. And so I'm like, you don't really need um, to suddenly have like more. You know what I mean? Um, I just I would I would think that that would be like a that would be like another layer of movement that like isn't necessarily needed. So. Ooh. Oh. I thought there would have been an update. Version 5.0.0. Is that the right version of Splitgate? I've got that Hades Rogue itch. Just one more run. But those runs end up getting really, really long. That's one of the frustrations with, with a rogue. Is that when you get really invested. That's, yeah, that's that's 100% what happens. Um, you know? It, it definitely does. Um... Yeah, if I play on Xbox, I'm not gonna get any. Ref- I'm not gonna get any of my referrals. Uh, season zero, view the battle paths. <clears throat> okay, we can look at this when we first boot up and play. Um, so, give me one second. I'm gonna go uh, stretch my legs and use the restroom. Then we're gonna eat, and then we'll we can kind of have just kind of like an end of stream conversation before we go and play. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. Smash the like button, all the things. I'll be right back.
Yeah, the cardboard skin cutout is cool, Zubair. I know when we've had a good discussion when I haven't drinking enough of my coffee. Because I just get talking and forget to drink it. What's up, lunch? Yeah. Just got an email from Pizza Hut. They had a data breach. They want to make sure nobody used my pizza points and changed my password. Start a fund to get a lunch cam? No. of the next cryptocurrency. foods ain't hummus just soil no it's like ground up like chickpeas isn't it Food picks their life? I don't know. Y'all may find this hard to believe, but I have a lot of pizza points. But since pizza points aren't dollars, you can't meet delivery minimums ordering food using the points. You gotta pick up. Oh. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. A bag of dark roast to Orphan Twin. Um... 
Oh, there's an order note. I didn't realize you could do this. Orphan Twin says, Thanks to the fam for packing this for me. Thanks for the daily show. It became my comfort show. I look forward to it every day. Escapism to me is important. Being in entertainment, it's something to base my, uh, I base my entire platform on. Giving people a safe place to be, to refresh and get away from it all. I love to have a place to go to every day while I work from home. That isn't going to fill my day with negativity. I'm the only coffee drinker in my house, uh, or I would order more. Well, thank you very much. Mm. The PayPal name. Perfect. Please don't read this on stream. (laughs) At the very end, right? At the very end. By the way, don't read this on stream. This is very personal. I just now opened the second bag of my last order. I drink a pot a day. These bags last forever. Maybe, do you not make it very strong, Eugene? I wonder, you probably make it like my dad. My dad used about half of what we typically did. Oh, you make it strong. Yeah, I mean, I, I do I do four scoops for every 16 ounces. That, that's pretty strong. These grounds just don't need as much. I double filter too. It helps. Oh, okay. I go through coffee like it's my job. Do you have any way to track how many bags I've ordered? I think we could probably go and look and see, yeah. That was good. I was hungry. Wheezy. (laughs) I measure water according to my coffee maker. I'm sure those measurements aren't legit. Yeah, my dad doesn't like his coffee to be very... He likes it to be raging hot, but not not strong. He's He's like, you could stand your spoon up in here with how strong you made it. 
He made me choke on my salad. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good one from Wheeze. <clears throat> you guys say Sharp is a full-time liar. I mean lawyer. That's right. <laughs> Like split gates making me glow like per- like orange, like Okay. Let me get this set up for us. Mm. Oh yeah, I wanted to test that this morning. I should have tested it. Yeah, it's got to be YouTube, too. They're doing something. Because, like, when I go to my dashboard, it says I have, you know, 1,900. And then I click on it, and we have 2,900. There's just a grand missing in the total unless you go and look. They've got to be they've got to be fiddling with something in the back end. They just have to be. I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Um... Oh, I was going to see what happened with this one when it was... Okay, cool. Okay, so that's the same. All right. You're positively glowing today. That's right. All right. Okay, so for Throwdown Thursday, we're playing Splitgate. It's Season 0. I know people are uh, kind of interested in this. Uh, let's end the poll as well. Thank you to everybody who took the poll today. Uh, good turnout, 769 votes. Nice. Kind of split down the middle. 60-40 split is Master Chief on his way out. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate all the chat engagement. We have live redirects set up, but it doesn't always work. So it may not bring you with me. And... Excuse me. We are getting ready to play some Splitgate. Um, Season 0 for Throwdown Thursday. If you are a Tier 2, if you're a Tier 2 member or above, you can vote in video game voting. I need you guys to go vote. There's a new round of things to vote on. And this one for Throwdown Thursday. So the theme of Thursdays is PvP. And uh, tomorrow from Friday uh, may still happen but we are definitely going to want to check out the Call of Duty beta tomorrow as well. So um, we weren't going to try and kick that to a to a throwdown Thursday. So redirect should bring you uh, with me. But in the event that it doesn't, I'm going to put a link uh, in the chat. Use that link to come with us. Or you can go back out to the main channel page. It'll be the featured video. All right. We're staying on this channel. We're just going over to a new stream. Okay. So. Be sure to click the link uh, or take the redirect. I'll see you guys over there in the new stream.